my boy blacked out one time uh, a few years ago and he uh, him or somebody else him oh him and he called he called some girl he used to mess with to take him to a spot problem is he moved <laughs> so she took him all the way to Poway oh fuck and he ended up waking up in a stranger's bed the, the new person that lived there oh shit and luckily it was the right person because they like took care of him there was like water next to the bed and like it was a, a slice of bread or some shit yeah probably <laughs> but anybody like, else yo, probably that was- shit is wild that they let you in i don't know how he got in or if they just like he got in somehow and, and they took care of him but yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> Fam, you gotta chill on that brown. He got touched by God on that one. I mean, we can't talk straight in the barbershop. Then where can we talk straight? We can't talk straight nowhere else. You know, this ain't nothing but healthy conversation. Something really important that I would like to draw your attention to, first mm-hmm. of all, is this issue here of confidentiality. Okay. Um, basically, everything that you and I talk about together is just between you and I. Welcome back, Barbershop Confidential Podcast, your boy Jonah. Today we got the, 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 what is it, the ivory? Ivory? <laughs> the ivory of, uh. I've been called worse. The, you ain't, you wasn't outside podcast. That's how I say he was Ebony. Oh, that, that yeah, was yeah, his yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, On paper, it might look a little reverse, but you know. yeah, yeah. I, f- I fucked up. <laughs> I was like, we got ivory. I was like, oh fuck. He has ivory tendencies, though. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I had his hard. I appreciate it. I old school supersonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up a Sean Kemp fan. Of course, that was my man. And Gary Payton was hard to stop on NBA yeah, Jam. Yeah. Funny uh, in middle school is was when Gary when uh, when they were both like really popping. Yeah. And this kid was bragging about his basketball card collection. Yeah, like all the shit. Jordan, Sean Kemp, whoever was popping. And uh, me and some other guys. Robbed him. (laughs) Man, someone got me from my my, uh, limited edition, or what do they call it? First edition. It was like the hologram Charizard cards from Pokemon. Oh, fuck. I know you're mad right now. Hella got me. I know how he did it now. It just took me a few years to get there. I was like, oh, he had like a special slit in like his binder. Oh. And he was like, hella slide of hand with it. I was like, yeah. This guy just left him out in the locker room during PE. So we went in there and everybody took like whoever wanted, whoever took Jordan, took Jordan, whatever. I took Sean Kemp. Like he had like a good amount of Sean Kemp's. And then. Um, he ain't gonna miss this one. He went, <laughs> he went missing. I mean, he noticed that they stole his shit. So he was asking all of us, hey, yo, man, you see my car? And the three of us who took him were like, nah, what? That's crazy. While your guys are all wearing Supersonic jerseys and shit. <laughs> like, what? what happened? That's crazy. What Have you ever you? seen that that Mark Jackson card nah. with the Menendez brothers in the oh, background? Oh, yeah, yeah, in the background? That yeah. was hard. Yeah, I wonder how much that shit worth right now. Can't be that much, right? I feel, well, maybe I mean, not just, now, I think but I, just, I, I feel like, like there's a certain point where all this shit, like vinyls coming back, like yeah. trading cards are going to come back. I mean, they're already are. Well, I don't know. Cause oh, yeah. There's like a big market for them. For like the new shit, like like uh, rookies of like um, Zion and Ja. <laughs> Zion's going for a lot right now? Yeah, man. Given his week? <laughs> <laughs> it's off the court. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. It's hard. How you been, man? <sighs> man, why do, they keep, why do the most petite women got to have the biggest dogs in the world? <laughs> I got attacked at lunch today on my walk. This girl's like four foot three. 
She weighed about 32 pounds and had a big ass German Shepherd that wasn't like tied up trained. on a leash. No, on a leash, but she can't hold this motherfucker. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know that's what true. I mean? I'm just minding my business. Like, oh, if she has this dog, obviously he's cool. Yeah. Nah, he got a little sniff of whatever. Hella jumped on me. Like attack tacked you? Um, or just got mad it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, for what he looked like, it could have been worse. Okay. But maybe because his claws weren't clipped and he didn't have that fresh mani petty. Like, I, I took a couple scratches. Oh. And was like... No hey. bites, though. Nah, nah. But he barked hella in my ear. And so... Oh, he got up that high. He, that shit... When he went on his, his high, he was like seven foot six. <laughs> I was like, yo, bro. Why are you walking him outside? Lakers need you. <laughs> yeah, why are you outside walking this motherfucker? Got air when butt he out know, here. You know this ain't the first time. You know he gonna act like this. They should, like, say, like, not friendly, not friendly or some shit like that. For some, you see me coming. She see me coming from. Are you guys coming from like away. opposite direction? Yeah, yeah, it's not like I walked up behind him and he was like, "Oh shit, stranger." Oh, nah, he eyed me and he played it cool until I got close enough. <laughs> that's, he did that's the thing. He's smarter than he looked. Yeah. You know, he's done that before. Exactly. He's like if I bark first, that's why I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at her. Like you know, you shouldn't own this motherfucker. Where you where yeah. you do that? It's Let him make the walk. You think she was of age? Was she like a? Oh child? yeah, she was definitely no no no. Oh, no she was of age. Yeah, she um. I had a lady open the door, and the dog was already barking. I was kind of hesitant for work, and then she opened the door, thinking she'll tell him to chill out. Nah, dog came rushing towards me, and I have a clipboard in my hand, so I put the clipboard in front. I was like, "Yo, friendly?" And she's like, "I don't know." Yo, how do you not know you f- your dog is friendly or not? She That's said, how "Your dog get kicked in the face by those who are ready." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was about to kick the fuck out. She's like, "I just adopted him two weeks, two days ago." Mm. I was like, "All right, they don't be adopting like aggressive dogs." So I'm a, I'm a hope he's, you know, friendly. He was, he just started sniffing, but he was barking real aggressive before that. So I just feel like if you're going to adopt a dog, even if you get him as a puppy, if you like four foot six and you ain't got no type, like you gotta, you gotta go through some sort of like, I know how big this dog about to get. Yeah. So I got to know who's in the house. Who's, who's available to walk this dog beside you. Yeah. Cause this motherfucker going to be crazy. Who's the dog was walking her. Exactly. Yeah. At a certain point. It's crazy when you see, I see that shit all the time. Like big ass dogs, like like even kids. I'm like that that dog wanted to, but just fucking pull her and fucking drag her across the streets. Shit. shit, we had a dog when I was growing up in the cul-de-sac. We had a dog that was just like the beast from Sandlot. Oh, big ass. Yeah, shit. his name was Damien. Of course. And like I am a boy, Damien. I, no, no, like DMX Damien. Oh, <laughs> that kind of Damien. Yeah, I had a dog. Uh, I had a dog when I was super little, and Damien like killed him. Oh shit! Yeah, he bit like three holes all up in his face. They had to, we had to put him down. I was like three. I I remember that shit. That's traumatizing. Because <laughs> Damien used to take all our tennis balls when we were playing baseball or whatever. And I was like, damn man, you be fucking this shit up. It was just like the Sandlot. I just remember like, yeah, he gonna get his one day. Did it? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I'm, he gone now because I was in ninety. So he did. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, maybe he lived a good life. But maybe yeah. he got hit by a car or some shit. Yeah, shout out to Damien. <laughs> Rest easy, David. <laughs> I felt like that was like bullies growing up. We had this one kid. He was a kid, but he was bigger than everybody. And he would just grab people, kids skateboards and snap them in half. And nobody could do nothing because he was just big as fuck, right? Yeah, to snap a, uh, like a solid skateboard in half? That'd take a little bit of oomph. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's a big boy. And then one day, I remember it was real quiet and his mom was like sobbing. Somebody shot him in the car, like walked up and shot him in the head. Oh. Nobody was sad. Damn. Nobody was sad. <laughs> we saw his mom cry. We felt bad for her, but it was like, fuck him. That's what he gets, yeah, man. He's bullying like that? Yeah, he, he was bullied bullying. you? Yeah, I was little, though. I was young. 
He grabbed my cousin's skateboard who lived in Mexico, Mexico City. He was visiting. He grabbed it and snapped it in half. My cousin probably weighed 80 pounds at the time. This guy was probably easy, like in the 250, 260. He was big boy. And he was just going around bullying kids and shit. We were little. Mm. And when got shot, I remember sitting at, at my staircase. And I was like, and fuck him. I'm glad they shot him. I mean, he sucks for his mom because she was in pain. But the apartments felt a lot nicer after he died. <laughs> I, <laughs> Rest easy, though. I, <laughs> Looking back at it, my I bad. Know, I didn't. I never really got bully bullied outside of like random people that like, used to make fun of like my overbite. Mm. Um, I would say I wouldn't even classify it bullying, but it was probably a little bit more than usual. But that's probably because he thought I was pressing up on his girl back in the time. But when we He's got like high older, school, this was like middle school. Oh, middle school. But then after high school, he got arrested in Mexico, and he did like some real time down there, and like it was like a thing for like. I don't even know how many years it was. And even then, I was like, yeah, even I ain't hold no animosity towards him like that to be like, nobody said if he got <laughs> shit, got fucked in the fucking. I'm telling you, nobody liked this guy, man. Damn. Nobody liked him. And I was probably like, my cousin was probably young too. So I was probably like seven or eight. And he was in high school. Oh, he was a high school picking on seven or yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was just a dick, bro. So oh, when he yeah, got he's shot, probably gonna die. Yeah, he, he got shot in the head. Everybody was like, well, shouldn't have been fucking with people and shit. I wonder if he got shot by somebody he was fucking with. Probably he was in gang, so. Oh, and he was in a gang? Yeah, he was in a gang. Yeah. He was like a legit gang member fucking with kids like that? Yeah, he was just a fucking dick, bro. And his little brother who was our age, not because, you know, his big brother was who he was. He could fuck with us and nobody would do nothing to him because of his big brother. But once his brother died, he got real quiet. Wait, how old how old was he when he died? The kid? He was like the, the brother. The older one? Yeah. 16, 17. Oh, so you were still little when he yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, I was little. I was, oh, little. I was like a little kid. Yeah. It wasn't like this happened later in life, like, oh yeah, finally. No, 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 no. You guys were in the middle of the bullshit. We, That's we why you were like, hey, all right, get the fuck out of here, yeah. bro. <laughs> That's why everybody was like, well, fuck him. Who gives a shit about him? Mm, yeah. Damn. We had this other dude, he was like, he was a cholo, but he was, I think he was like Puerto Rican or Panamanian. So he was like one of those like Afro-Latino ones. And he was a bully too, like he would pick on little kids. But if you were around your parents, he was the most respectful human he, being smart about ever, it. man. And we would just be like, what the? When he, around us, he's like pushing us, shoving us, taking our shit around our parents. He was like so polite to them and shit like that. All right. It was the weirdest shit ever. Nah, it sounds like the smartest shit ever. Yeah. If I'm going to be a bully, then you got to... All the kids ran until their parents like, it couldn't be him. He <laughs> yeah. helped me with my groceries the other day. <laughs> he would. He'd be like, he'd drop whatever he's doing to go help our parents with like their groceries and shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He was if, you ever had, if you ever had some like real fly shit he really wanted to come up on, he knew that he could do that. When like, they're never going to believe him. Yeah. They're going to think you're lying or you lost it or some yeah, shit. You got like an extra few dollars at the ice yeah. cream, man. Like, nah, run me my, my Pepsi or whatever. <laughs> One of my cousins had a kid young. And, you know, you know, I don't know if you know, ever noticed, but like when people have kids really young, they don't really know how to raise them. Right. So their kids usually <laughs> if I've ever noticed that <laughs> I've noticed that half of my high school, half of my high school class was pregnant. Before graduating. Well, those kids usually come out like pretty undisciplined, right? Because the parents don't even know what the fuck they're doing. So my cousin had a kid young and this little boy was just like annoying, like annoying as fuck. And he would always try to when I'd go visit in Mexico. He's like, come on, wrestle with me, uncle, wrestle with me. And I was like, stop. One day I got him in the headlock. I got him good. And he started crying like a little bitch. And so he ran and told my cousin, oh, my uncle, he choked me, he choked me. And she came out. She's like, you choked myself. I was like, cousin, you think I'm going <laughs> to fucking sit around here and choke a little boy? 
And she's like, you right. And she started yelling at him. And I was like, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> Fucking liar. <laughs> Pinche mentiroso. Yeah, she went in on him. I was like, I was just in the background like, oh. The brave kid, though. I mean, you, you wouldn't be the first person. I'd be like, hey, you want to wrestle real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just thought I wouldn't do nothing to him. And it backfired on him. So I didn't like him. <laughs> now it's Fuck cool. you, nephew. <laughs> yeah. Now he's like almost as tall as me. So I was like, I still going to get him in the headlock. Yeah, that's what you got to watch. Well, yeah, because you, you also got, if you can establish that dominance early, it's a mental thing. Yeah. When I was younger, my mom used to be like, your brother one day, he going to grow up and be bigger than you. Are you the oldest? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, man, fuck that. Even if the only motivation I ever have in life to stay active is to make sure I can always put him in his place, <laughs> I'm going to do that. And, but I never really bullied him. Like I never beat him up. Like I never punched him. I might have open hand him a couple times, pushed him around a little bit, but I ain't never really done nothing crazy like that. Then like some years later, this had to be at least 10 years ago, we was at, at our cousin's house in Riverside. It was a niece's birthday. And at this point, yeah, he's maybe an inch or two shorter than me, but he's, you know, he looked like Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, stocky. And he, uh, yeah, he was like, he wanted like grapple and shit. And I was like, all right, I see what he's trying to do. Trying to, uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a couple Heinekens in him. Trying to get that get back from <laughs> He had a couple years. Heinekens in him. I almost had him over the second story window like Suge Knight. <laughs> And I broke it, or he broke his uh his big toe. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I was really into UFC at the time, so I was like, all right. Even though he's bigger than me, I got like this fake jujitsu that I got in, inside of me right now. Since you watch it all the time, you yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah. A I, black was, belt. I was good to go, yeah. and and I wasn't drunk, so yeah, he uh broke his toe. Huh? He broke his toe. He's in the he was like, oh, don't blame that shit on me. <laughs> you tried to charge me. I had you almost go through the window, stopped it, and your big toe just happened to hit the wall on the way there. Ah. Uh. If anything, hey, thank you for not letting me fall out that window. And die. Yeah. yeah. But now he's like, he'll think twice about it. Uh, so. I don't know. I don't know. No? You don't have to find out when Thanksgiving. I know. I, I'm, I'm kind of estranged from my family. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not even I my I want to joke about that. We not, no, we've never been close anyway. Oh, okay. Because we're two completely opposite people. Um, so he's like regular white? He is. He, he has the ivory tendencies that Carl got. <laughs> <laughs> right, same one. Play baseball. <laughs> Probably likes the golf. Probably like, yeah. fishing and shit. Where's Birkenstocks? But not. Nah, I mean, it's a maybe for an extended episode story. It's a longer story, but we're just not. Nah, we just we just ain't. I cool. think you talked about it once on the other one with on yours, right? With, about something about like money or some shit. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. part of it, yeah. but that's not why we're. But I've gotten past that point, uh, like to the point where we're estranged now because more of like a me and my mom situation. Got you, got you. He. I don't say he chose up because like it's his mother, but it's just kind of a picked aside. It was weird because he knows who she is. And so instead of like asking me for my side of the story and being like, well, he yeah, just believed course, it. He just kind of did whatever and then kind of fell back. And I just kind of, you know, I'm I my plate is always full, like claim jumper size plate full. <laughs> so like I don't need to be as, as if, if certain people fall off in my life. Like, I'm not really tripping because I don't even really have a lot of time in my life to keep up with the people who I got. You know what I mean? So if, if it's if it's a little too toxic for me in my life and you fall off, like, I'm not going to be all like super butthurt about it. Like, I don't wish no ill will on nobody. But and and, and if you want to have conversations like I'm still open to it, I'm just not rushing to, to do it. 
And yeah, I be thinking about like, man, well, if something were to happen tomorrow and you feel bad, you ain't getting it off your chest. Like I get it, but I can also like sleep peacefully that I've done my part at other times towards like, Hey, sometimes you just can't force shit just cause you family don't mean you're meant to be cool. Yeah. I say that. I, I think that shit all the time. Like just because we fam don't mean we cool, cool like that. Like I had a, uh, I think it was a cousin die and I had posted like on, you know, how sometimes if you post on Instagram, it'll go to Facebook. I don't know if you know that. Like you'll see, if you sync it, it'll, it'll do both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I posted that I went out and my mom sent me messages like, yo, you're, you know, your cousin just died. You can't, you can't go out right now. now you can't be posting that you went out and have, you were having fun. While, no one's allowed to have fun right now. While the family is mourning. I was like, yeah, he was my cousin, but I didn't fuck with him like that. Like, and he's not looking at Facebook. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's not looking at Facebook. As fuck. <laughs> Out here partying when I'm dead. And I was like, I ain't gonna stop my life just because somebody I just because they're Did my you family. go out and party and have fun like the night of? Nah, I just posted. Like I didn't even know. She ended up telling me like Oh, hey, after you, you know, posted? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like, man, man, if I didn't even know about it, that's what I'm saying. It's fam, not that deep. People got these random rules that they expect people to follow. Like, how am I supposed to know this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I wasn't I, given the fucking yeah. the book. <laughs> and I and and she probably saw it on Facebook because she's an older. Adult. It's like yeah. I don't even care about this platform like that. I just happened to get there. Yeah. My bad. That's exactly <laughs> what I was like. I, I guess I'll delete. I don't care. Like, it's not even that big of a deal. But yeah, I, I don't like that whole like, oh, that's family. I was like, so what? Like, my mom don't like that I'm not cool with my dad's side of the family. Because when he died, they were nowhere to be seen. And so to this day, like, I hope resentment towards that. So it's fuck them. Fuck them to the day I die. Yeah, and if she you got a reason that's how you feel, I mean. And she'll try to convince me, like, no, that, you know, this family is like, fuck them. They weren't even around. Like, I don't know them. They're strangers to you me. You can't force nothing. And you yeah. can't, it can't be one-sided. You know, I just, I, you know, we made this joke last time we were here about me not knowing my dad. I just recently connected got in contact with this dude, right? And it's like, all right, well, I'm not about to force nothing. And he's, I can see similar tendencies of him and me as far as like his laid back approach where he doesn't take a lot of things too serious. Like he didn't, he didn't like call me on the phone and say, hey, this is your dad. He was like, yo, my name's Steve. So he, he had no expectations. Oh. And, and I'm at the place in my life where I've, I've hit a level of maturity and just a level of clarity. Like, Oh, you know, if I was 16 and I'm like, oh, dude, you walked out on my mom and you left me and blah, blah, blah. This, this misplaced anger, whatever it was. Not that I had it like that because, you know, I come from an environment where if you have both your parents, you're, you're considered spoiled. Right. So I didn't look at it as abnormal if you only had mom in the house. Right. That's so I, so my mom swears to this day, like it suit, like affects me. Like I'm, I just wake up sweating at night because I didn't have no dad. <laughs> Fucking cold sweat. And I'm like, yo, I promise you, I rarely thought about this dude. Like promise you. Um, She's like, no, you're just holding back your feelings. But yeah, it just, the, <laughs> the funny part is where I'm at in my relationship with my mom, the very first conversation I had with my father I kind of, I was like, all right, let me, I'm sure he's hella anxious. He thinks I'm probably going to come at him like, ah, and I was like, yo, knowing who my mom is, you kind of dodged a bullet there, didn't you, bro? <laughs> I was just going to say, and you're he, probably like, I get it, bro. I, I ain't even, I ain't even mad exactly, at you. exactly the tone of house. Like, hey man, I totally understand. <laughs> like I lived in that house with her too. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I would have left too. And he kind of like, he kind of halfway giggled. He's like, oh, it's probably not appropriate, but like, okay, at least it gives me. And then, yeah, like I check up on him like on a weekly basis. And we got, obviously we're two different people. He's like a almost 70 year old white dude from fucking Brooklyn. You know, I'm raised out here. Does I he just have know, like the accent? Hello. Like, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, super. <laughs> super heavy. Is it Italian? Or just like a regular white dude? Nah, it's, it's fucking no. Now we're Irish. Oh, okay. But it's like hella New York. Like, like what you doing? Get out! Like, oh, I guess that is a t- not Italian, but you know that New York shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, get yeah. out of my way! <laughs> but fuck um, you talk about. <laughs> yeah. Just um, that's dope. That's good that you got connect. Got to be able to connect. No, nah, yeah, it's um, that's what I'm saying. I it was at the timing was right, and obviously it might have been right some years before that but it happened when it happened we're cool and uh yeah so we just right now it's been about like a year and some change we're just kind of laying like a foundation of like a like a friendship That's like, cool. even though <laughs> i can't say this because we don't know each other like that but like on like a lot of the surface level shit we don't have like a ton in common two different lifestyles i mean yeah yeah because so, so like Oh yeah, I do. You don't really like your mom that much. <laughs> <laughs> so like football season, we're good to go. You know what I mean? But then like right now, he's just like he's one of those. I'm gonna watch every single Yankee game, and I was like, sure. You don't fuck with baseball like that? Nah, 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 nah. I can go to a baseball game and get through it. Not like a ton of them, but like watching that shit on TV, that just sounds like torture. You literally have zero left <laughs> to do. Your day is completely. <laughs> I don't care if they got the pitch clock now or not, and it's sped up by another forty-five minutes or whatever. Like, just, there's not one single dish. Nah, man, I'm not. Trash I'm not should be taken out. Everything's done. For you not, to sit there and watch I got baseball. too much to do, and this was before <laughs> I became a father. Yeah. And now it's actually last last postseason was the most baseball I've ever watched at, in one like two week span of my life because the kids were at school. They kept talking about Padres, Padres, and like, oh, can we watch the Padres? And I'm like. Fuck. All right, here, let's go. And then, you know, I'm, you know, when it comes to baseball, sure, when the city's happy, it's like, you know, it was kind of live last postseason for a while. And so yeah. they were having fun, but I wasn't sitting there like, all right, man, <laughs> y'all better be this excited, you know, yeah. during basketball playoffs next year. Hey, now that you were talking about that, like kids growing up with both parents being a privilege, I was thinking as you were talking about like my closest friends growing up didn't have a dad. Yeah, I think you're, we're it's from like, a generation where that's a normal thing. But at least like in also our like areas, economical areas and shit. Where yeah, it's that's like what I'm saying. Not it's not, I don't want to say it's normal. It's normal in our areas. Yeah, and I was just, damn, that's crazy. I think our generation, as as we turn into parents, I think we're doing a way. Not want to say way better job because shit happens, <laughs> but like we're at least on the like. I'm not talking about moms, obviously, but on the father's side, I think there's a higher percentage of like present more effort. Yeah. And this is, I think it comes from, we're like, okay, we, I don't want to repeat the cycle type shit. Now, obviously still happens. It's always going to still happen to a certain degree, but I think, uh, I think our generation as parents is a lot more mindful of it. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, did you watch that? Of course I did. It's the only time I get to watch NBA, man. I, I kind of have, I build like this credit in my household. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm a big sacrifice guy. So okay. I'll do, you know, whatever. I'll do anything and everything for my family. And one of those things is during the season, outside of inside the NBA, 
and a couple of sports center highlights. I'm not really keeping up game to game. And maybe if it's like a big Laker game on, I'll like, all right, let's 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 turn this on. But otherwise, I'm just focused on family shit, right? And I do that because it's like, hey, that goes from October to April. Once April hits, I need about seven, eight weeks where I'm watching, and especially the first like two the playoffs. Three, those first two, three weeks when there's like two, three games on a day oh, every yeah. day, I'm like, hey, I might not be able to watch every game in its totality, but I'm a, I'm a try to. So yeah, we might have to skip the park one time or come home a little early from something because that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. And y'all can do that. That's now, dope. And it's because basketball is on every night. So it's a di- like football season is different. It's like I can, hey, Sunday. It's just one day. Leave me alone for a few hours, you know. Monday night. Monday night, I, I'll flip back and forth unless the Steelers are playing. And it's like, yeah, so it, it's a good little balance. My kids are really into soccer right now. And so I'm assuming like now we any, just we just got soccer? that soccer team. Yeah. No, not like they don't they never watch the game. They watch YouTube highlights and shit. So they oh. I feel like if they so watch they only it, see the exciting if part. they watch a real game, <laughs> yeah. they were like, wait a minute, what's going on? Why is the score? They haven't not- scored in forty five minutes. Exactly. What the fuck is going on? I just feel like, damn, we now all of a sudden we got an MLS team will eventually like come in real quick. Now I gotta like spend money to go to that. And I'm not a soccer dude either. I thought we already had a team, the San Diego Soccers or some shit. And then there was the, the Loyal. All these teams are not. I thought they were MLS the whole time. Yeah, I don't know, man. Soccer's not mine. No. I only get into it during the World Cup. Which is weird. I don't no, know if it's just Mexico. the I don't know if it's the area I'm in or if just America's becoming a little more fascinated with soccer. Cause I'm like, I never knew a whole bunch of people growing up oh, yeah. that were like that in the soccer like that. I think it's the World Cup. When the World Cup comes on, it's like everybody's a soccer fan. Like my girl walked by me, like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Mexico versus yeah." You know, but they've sustained, they've sustained the enthusiasm. Oh shit! And they play it, and like they, you know, they do the. I got them on the not a travel team, but like the neighborhood. I guess it's more like a camp now, but he's like in the league, like a little rec league type of thing, or he was. He's about to get like mad busy because my boy does that for his little his daughter. Oh, he, he, he's not consistent in it. Like, oh, he, we okay. did it for a while, and then we had to stop because we got too busy, and then we put it back in for, like, one session. And I'm like, he's not even really getting a whole bunch out of this. So it's, it's going to be based on scheduling, obviously. You know, he did a couple basketball camps, and it's like... Has he found any of the sports that he really likes? I think soccer is the one. He'll still play basketball. My oldest, he'll try anything. Oh. But, like, that's what he kind of leans towards, right? The youngest, he's he's bred to be a beast. Like he's ninety nine percentile everything. The younger one, he's he's like six inches taller than anybody in his preschool. Damn! Like he's he weighs he weighs more than his older brother. Like all that. The problem is that's the retirement right there. Well, that's the thing. He he has the potential to be good and all that stuff, but he's not there for the social team aspect. He wants to do individual shit. Uh, he might be like a UFC fighter then or some shit. I don't know if I want you like on the verge of no, nah, no, nah, I don't know about that. I know UFC seems a little more safe than like boxing because they're more like it's more <laughs> of an art. Pick a poison. And it, well, yeah, yeah, but shit. Because growing up, football was the only thing I care about. My teachers used to tell my my mom and my dad, "Your son is obsessed. Like you need to take him to see somebody." Like everything he relates to football, math problems, English, pro- like anything, everything was like 49er football shit. 
and that was a bad thing because you you found analogy the teacher, to to relate the to teachers, your school. Yeah, they thought it was an issue. They they were like talk to my mom like you need to talk to your you need to seek help because so if you were able to get better at math or whatever you're doing by relating it to football the fact that it was working was still an issue to them because probably because the ego thing like it's not my way yeah they always they would always like tell my mom my bad that uh i had an issue that had a problem like a real problem Mm. so but my mom you know she's she's not for me she's She's an immigrant. <laughs> she probably didn't probably didn't even understand what they were telling her. She, she just thought, "Oh, it's a problem." So she didn't let me go home and yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> you getting in trouble in school? I got a fucking A. <laughs> She's like, "Nah, your teacher wouldn't call us in for an A." What you think in the finals? You, were you going for Denver? Nah, you're going for Miami. Me too. I wanted uh, Jimmy to get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel like Jimmy's. I mean, Jimmy's for the culture, right? It was yeah. like that was a, and then just the way his. Performance was the whole playoffs. It was like, all right, that's Michael Junk, Michael Jordan's. Uh, We're all going child. for Jimmy, right? So I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but it's just like he got that. He got that want to, and he kind of his play reminds you of a play that's not really around anymore. Like he's not soft, mm. and so I just think his ankle was way more beat up than than what he was, let on. It was let on for the whole series. And I mean, not that I cared that Denver won because I was as soon as as soon as that part was over, because I was really like, oh, shit. Once we once the Lakers drew Memphis, I saw a path and I was like, oh, we're not supposed to win this year, but I can see some shit lining up and we might have it. <laughs> but then, Denver came and swept. But yeah, shit. once Denver, once Denver won and that happens a lot in basketball. The conference finals are more of like the finals than the actual finals because it's usually pretty clear. Yeah. And that's what it was. I mean, game two was, was fun. And even this game five was fun until the very end. But I mean, it didn't matter how much I wanted Jimmy to win going into this series. I was just like, no, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. And, and, I'm know. surprised they got one off. Kind of like when the Sixers played the Lakers in the, in the finals. I yeah, that hyped. pissed me off because that was, was the only hyped. game we lost in the whole playoffs. I was hyped. I when just watched. Um, I was an Iverson fan. Did you see? Um, they had a special on him recently. Yeah, everything but the it. chip. Yeah, with him and Larry Brown. I haven't seen it, but y'all know what you're talking no, about. No, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Larry Brown. They they deserve that one. They deserve what? That shit. What you mean? I was that I was the most dominant Laker. That was the most dominant. I didn't team like. In I didn't like Kobe. At I don't the care time. what you didn't like. I'm talking. What you mean? You just, they deserved it. <laughs> In my eyes, they deserved it. They had the coach of the year, the MVP, the defensive player of the year, the sixth man of the year, but they ran into Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> yeah. In their prime. Was that their first? That was the second. The first was against the Pacers. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they lost to the when they lost to the Pistons. We don't talk about that. I was rooting for the Pistons. Yeah, I, I know. was happy. A handful of people that was. I was, happy I was about a Laker hater. I'm. I'm still not. A, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not a hater either anymore. But I don't. I didn't. I never. I never liked them. That's fine. Oh, uh, you know what? We can transition to something you don't like that I've been meaning to talk oh, to yeah, you about. That? This. <laughs> Is it music? Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta hear this, man. <laughs> I just don't like Ice Cube, man. That's not a good enough answer for me. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need something. Did it could be something that has nothing to do with music, and maybe it turned you. I need. I need something where I can logically get there with you. 
Uh, you probably won't because you like I won't, ice cube. Yeah. I won't, but I but I can also be objective and try to be logical. But like, all right, I don't agree, but I guess I think they just hung on to. I think it happens to like every rapper, right? Unless there's the exceptions to the rules, like Jay Z and shit like that. But there's rappers that just at some point in their career just no longer have anything to rap about that's good anymore. So they resort to like trying to rap about shit that from the past, and it's like. You don't live that lifestyle no more. You already said what you had to say about that. You're done. You can't do that no more. It's like when Snoop would come out like album after. I was like, it's, it's, you're like, I'm not saying they're washed, but there's nothing for them to write. They can't talk about or struggle anymore because they're fucking okay. rich as shit. So with Ice Cube, it was just that. I was just like, what are you, what are you, some of these songs that he put together in his later career, I was just like, these lyrics are ass, bro. Okay, you so went from I'm, no Vaseline to this. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. When I first heard you say this, I took it as you never liked Ice Cube. No, 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 no. That's why I was so mind blown. Like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck is going uh, on? Here? Bow Down was one of my favorite uh, songs. West Side Connection was like one of my favorite albums. Like, Bow Down was the first out rap album I ever owned. That's, it's a good one too. Like a 100%. really good one. So, like up to that. That's point, probably the last one. That's what I'm saying. Like once you got to there, and then anything after that was like, okay, that's when fair. he was like making like little kid shit kind of raps and it's like what are you you're just putting words that sound similar to each other now like you're not even saying nothing no more that's what i meant like he, there's a couple I don't like him now I, okay that's that's fine that's fair he's been around for 35 years yeah i just when i took when i heard it that night all i heard was all i heard you say was <laughs> not only fuck with ice cube and i took that is from fucking 86 from, from 86 here and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> There's something wrong with this individual. That's like, that's like the game. Like when he came out, he was hot shit. Like from the West Coast, we haven't had nothing from the West Coast in a long ass time. I fucked with the game heavy. And then like after a while, it's just like, you're turning into this, the dudes that you rapped about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you have nothing to rap about no more. That's why I think rap careers usually you're, have like a The only thing about what I say is you say, oh, you're trying to rap about your past still. But then you also bring up Jay-Z, who also does that. But I'm going to give you the slap because Jay-Z well, does it better. I said there's exceptions to the rule. Because Cube, as good as he was with substance, he's not the most technical, technically sound rapper. So when you put that together, it's like, all right. And I get it. There, he's had a couple, couple, you know, string of tracks on a couple albums post Bow Down where I'm like, all right, yeah, this one's fine. This one's fine. I can put together a really good compilation post 97. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it's like, oh, he's not really because and, and, and that's the thing, too, right? Because the reason he's looked at is such a significant fall off is because from 96 to what, from when he started, it was so high caliber that, that you're just, just like, like, damn, what the plummeted. fuck happened? Like, like Hollywood really fucked you up like that? It really did, though. And. And that's like, you know, you brought up Snoop. The problem with Snoop is I don't agree with Snoop in that same vein because Snoop, he might give you a couple fillers and bullshit, but then he'll come back and he still has something. I feel like they're they're good good. in features. But if you ask him to put a whole song together, they ain't got it no more. No, I don't agree. I don't agree with that with Snoop. Uh, I, I I haven't heard nothing from Snoop that I was like, that's I'm a, I need to get this album. I'm going to hear this whole from start to finish out like is it, when was the last album that we can address this after <laughs> but off the top he's had recent stuff where i was like all right i mean it's not doggy style but like i really enjoyed this album mm. 
And maybe I might be in the minority of it, but it's like, I I feel like objectively rating Snoop, I know when I'm like, all right, Snoop, this one ain't for me. (laughs) So if I'm like, Like when he did his whole reggae thing, but when when I'm like, Hey, you know what? This ain't half bad. You know, he did an album with, um, uh, the mechanics, some Bay area producers, and they got a really consistent sound. And I think it sounded really good with him. And that was like, not even a couple years ago. Mm. Yeah, but I'm hesitant to say this, just given my allegiance, because I know I've been let down so many times over so many years. The Doggy Style sequel is supposed to come out later this year. <laughs> yeah, and so is uh, what is it? The Detox? No, no, no. This Dre is different. This is different. I'm a little hesitant. I'm not a big fan of the name of the album. The what? The Doggy Style Two? No, it's called Missionary. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh, you think I'm? You think I'm just made that shit up? <laughs> it sounds like a joke. I wish it was. It sounds like a dad joke. Um, no, exactly. That's why I was like, oh, okay, they're fucking with me, right? Yeah. But then I kept seeing it. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Look, if it's fire, I don't give a fuck what it's called. Because they, and then I get, you know, they, there's these little leaks like, oh, this is most enthusiastic. Dre's been about music since the Chronic, and I'm like, was he not enthusiastic about Doggy Style? Was he not yeah. enthusiastic about Chronic 2001? Maybe not as enthusiastic as the Chronic. So maybe, maybe. But the thing is, since 2005, I've, I've lived with that detox like excitement. <laughs> and he just, it's like the dad that goes away. He's you like, know? I'm going to come pick you up on the weekend and just never, never come. comes back. <laughs> I'm sitting here like Will Smith. Why don't you love So I have, I have this, this thing hanging up on my wall right now. And it's, um, you ever had a CD booklet? Yeah, I still have one. And so at a CD booklet, I used to take my, the CDs out the case and the, the cover Book. art and yeah. I put it in there right and I used to have it nice and organized by coast and um by artist in chronological order when you get to the Dr. Dre one and it sucked too right because if I had something at the very beginning of the book and they came out with a new album I had to shift everything <laughs> right, over yes, one right same way and so <laughs> for the Dr. Dre section I had an empty slot waiting for the detox but not just an empty slot <laughs> I had folded up a napkin and I had wrote reserved for detox, right? <laughs> and I put 2006. That's when like, that's the when that's when. No, I mean it started like 05 ish, but like I was like, by the time I did that, it it was already 06. Oh. <laughs> and then if you look at it, it's hanging, it's framed on my wall now. The napkin, the little napkin, the napkin is. And if you see it now, 2006 is like in bigger font, and then underneath it it says 07, 08, 09. They're all scratched out. <laughs> And then I think I gave up like 2010 or something or no 11 when 2010, 11, he came out with a few singles. We're like, Oh, maybe oh, this is comes. it now. And then it stopped. Then he do. And he then once he did Compton, Compton, I'm like, all right, this, this is not detox, but it's something else. And I really enjoyed it, I was, it was, but it was, it's not, it's not detox. So I've, and I'm, I feel the same way about Dr. Dre. When that came out, I was like, damn, I know you got to keep up with like Compton's hard. Don't do that. No, no, no. It's hard. But I had this expectation of something similar to well because the sound, 2001 the sound changed so much it did that's when he saying. started you ha- like anything any artist is going to evolve with time right but I still wanted 2001 a sound to th- look so I did which I think is one of the best 100%. albums ever I I um anybody who anybody of your audience that listens to our show too i they know i I recently did mushrooms for the first time oh yeah and part of my trip i had this like super urge to listen to chronic 2001 
because and I think I think it's widely known, at least in that industry, that's like that's a go to album when you want to hear how things are supposed to sound like engineering wise and everything, because it's like this was 1999 and there's shit right now that doesn't compete with it. No, nah, yeah. even though all this new technology exists. And so, yeah, I just I was I was like, man, this shit sound better than ever. And it's did coming. You, did you do it? It's coming. Out, yeah. No. Coming out of a cell phone speaker. It's not even like in a car Acoustic, or whatever. A proper it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. great. I remember when the Source magazine gave them like two stars. Two for 2001? Two or three stars. Nah, and then, two. We're going to have to look it up, but it was not five. And it wasn't No, no, four. it wasn't five. It wasn't four either. It was low. Because then they came out years later to review, to redo a review on, on albums. And they give chronic. <laughs> We're not five. tripping no more. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, back then, back then, people now, I'll give them more slack because everything is so right now. They're trying, you know, the shit came out 45 minutes ago and they're trying to write a review on it. Yeah. But the magazine people, they used to get that shit a few months in advance. So they had a little time really to sit with to it. it. But yeah, like. But I'm also one of those like guys. Stars or some shit. I'm one of those guys that I think the word classic is thrown around way too loosely. And so like calling something a classic when it's been like a month is is kind of crazy yeah, to me. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's kind of the norm now. And this is something I yell at at uh at Ivory or Ebony. <laughs> Ebony. Right now, because he likes to do that shit. And I'm like, dude. Ebony with ivory tendencies. It's it's like I can hear on first listen, I can Definitely like, you know, this got the potential of, you know, whatever. But I just think there's so many factors and obviously everybody has their own criteria. But I like to wait at least five years. <laughs> That's a long. Yeah, it's fair. It's not. It does. Class, there like doesn't, you still want to listen to it after. There five doesn't years. have to be a whole bunch of classics. Like classic yeah. is a term that is reserved for that caliber of album. An album can be very good and very close to classic. It doesn't have to be a classic. Mm. And then you as an individual can have your own personal classics. Like, hey, you know what? This may not have had the impact. Like, mainstream might not have sold a lot. Might not have did this, this, and that. But to me, this shit is flawless. I got plenty of those albums. And that's usually where I stash them. And then once time goes, I'm like, hey, you know what? This might be one of them, mm. but that doesn't happen very often. And it doesn't have any meaning for a lot of people. They're just like, no, I, there's way more classics than it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. And it doesn't have to, but people are so quick. They just, I just need to say, I got to get my opinion out. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> like you got to wait back for the consensus. It, back then it mattered. The source magazine was, no, it mattered. was like the Bible of hip hop. In those days. Yeah, but we just gave a very critical example of how they be getting shit wrong. <laughs> Big time. Based on their allegiances. That's right. Also, too, that because they, you know, they would pick sides like the whole East Coast, West Coast shit. So. Well, yeah. And they were biased. Exactly. And you can't. And we see a lot of the, a lot of these popular lists that kind of go through, get a little viral. Those are most likely East Coast biased, too, right? Yeah. And so I, I don't really. I don't take any list that serious, like because of who I am. Yeah. If you want to argue about it, I got time for that. But no, everybody got lists. I mean, shit, I got lists and it's just, yeah, sometimes it's just fun to argue, right? Yeah. I mean, this is barbershop. <laughs> it's what we do. But yeah, That's I like, like to, I like to be objective and just step back. Like, all right, they might have an East Coast bias. So I understand it, but. 
Yeah, you're wrong, but you're not wrong because it's yours. It's I, your just, I saw Ice Cube kind of like Eminem now. Can you give? Can you really tell me like his recent work is like like shit you would expect from him? The most recent work? Yes. No, no, like more. Like, let's be honest. After what Encore? Okay, if you want me to talk as a recovering Stan, I can do that. Okay. Okay. So after Encore was it oh, Encore? yeah, you're right. You're right. After Encore, everything so is kind of like M took a, has took a like dive. the the height of heights for like a four or five year run. Like it's hard to touch. Encore, that's where you're like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? Now the first half of the album, no, no, yeah, my cousin Mark, he told me because. Back then, you know, we were all big into bootlegs and shit like that. But certain artists and certain albums, I'm like, because I always purchase my music too. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to listen early. Don't tell me about it. Don't say shit to me. I'm going to go buy it. And he told me, he was like, yo, I'm not going to lie. Don't waste your money. If you listen from track 15 on and then restart it to like one through six and then cut out the whole seven through 14, it's not bad. And I'm, but coming off of his last work i'm like you're high that sounds crazy yeah man i put that in i was like what the fuck is going on that's what i'm saying it's like every rapper i mean in hindsight when you realize how bad the drug problem had gotten at that point and just the exhaustion of all that other stuff it made sense and then like moving forward he disappeared for a while and when he comes back with relapse Yes, I was just as annoyed at all the accents as everybody else was, but man, if Dr. Dre didn't put his foot in that album production <laughs> wise, because Dr. Dre, his production always was a little different when it comes to Eminem, because Eminem isn't like a, well, let, me, let me put a little West Coast whistle on this nah. shit, and you know, he don't do that. So it was always changed a little bit, but with Relapse, whew, that shit, bang. But it, but you, once you get over the accent and just focus on the instrumentals and, <laughs> and and then you realize okay he's flushing drugs out he's he's trying to learn how to rap again recovery probably his most successful effort post that I thought Cosmikazi was pretty good um recovery had bigger singles it had like he was switching up with producers got into that phase where he was like the white meat mill and he was fucking screaming on everything now on certain beats it worked. But after a while, I was like, dude, calm the fuck down. Where's this? Other? Like, I understand you've got this angry persona and all that. And then the one that really hit like Marshall Mathers LP two, I was like, don't you don't put sequels out of classic albums. Like you, you got to stop. I don't want anybody to do it. That one did whatever. And I'm like, all right, get out of here. And then revival came out and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, well, at this point, I can't expect too much more because I, you know, I know who he is as a person. He don't be outside. He's one of those people following in the category like, what the fuck are you going to rap about? You're still angry. You're still mad about being famous and blah, blah, blah. And you don't do drugs. And then Kamikaze comes out and it's better, but it's just a bunch of about him yelling at the people mad about the last album. It's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I can do that for an EP. Yeah. For but like the music, but after that, shit. music to be murdered by was more thematic. And that's more like his speed, like that psycho fucking killer shit. And so for those little two albums stretch, I was like, you know, there's a couple misses, but I was like, oh, this is better than I've heard you sound in a while. Yeah. Now, can he sustain and just keep doing that? I don't know about that, no. but it was better than what I'd been hearing. And after a while, I used to think like M is just, he's to the point where he's just better in features. 
He is dropping. I don't even know about that because what happens is he's so bored. All he wants to do is rap better than him himself. So he tries to rap each single word in a sentence with each single word in another sentence. And yeah, it's technically brilliant. That's boring. But I ain't trying to hear that shit for eight minutes. And even at the point in my life when I was trying to hear that shit, it sounded way better 20 years ago because it wasn't that it was it was super technical but it wasn't like that it's almost like he's just i don't know like maybe his voice got even more annoying or whatever it was some things are just like the time like the timing matters it's just he was in the perfect place at the perfect time with with the perfect surroundings and that's why what what it It was was. a perfect storm he still has elements he's still that nice it's just it's just not that time anymore and you can't be the shock, the shock rapper like that because we we're in cancel already. era. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, we're not going to cancel yeah. you, but your grandfathered in, but you don't, can't don't. say you can't say that F word anymore Yeah, because people are just like, what are you talking about? Like you're fucking 50 years old now. And, you know, <laughs> I get it, but I, he's still capable. It's just I'm not expecting anything now. But that's just how I feel. I felt by ice cubes and uh, shout out to. JD, you know, he, cause he's always like tagging me with shit with like Ice Cube music on. And it's not that I'd never liked him. I just don't like him now. Like it's, he's doing such an amazing job with his movies and all the acting. Just handle that. Like, but that's what like he's been, 50 he Cent, Like 50 Cent's doing his shit outside of music now. Like we don't want to hear you rap no more, bro. Wait you, a minute. You succeeded already. One man. second. The only pushback I'm going to give you on the 50 thing is the last music you've heard from him has been the, the intros to the shows yeah. and all those show intros are fire. But to, to expect like a whole album. No, I don't think nobody's that's what I'm saying. That. But like now we look forward but, but to that's like why the, I'm not getting mad at Cube because Cube's not dropping music outside of that Mount Westmore project. Say he did that. What, Mount, but he hasn't dropped a solo album. And shit. Like, what are you doing? man? He's touring. his. I, I see Ice Cube all the time. Yeah. I've seen him at least 10 times. He don't tour that new shit. <laughs> He knows what the pit with the yeah, people want. Exactly. So, but I'm saying, like, as far as new music, he hasn't dropped a solo album in a decade. But now nah, he did not a solo album, but he's been on. He's done music, and I'm just hearing the lyrics. Like, this is ass, bro. Like, I don't think he's as active as you're making it seem to be. This mad at him? I'm not mad at him. I just don't like his music <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but it, it hit my my this taste for him kind of like when you have like a bad apple around good apples it starts to ruin the rest of the apples so that's what his music did like his bad music started ruining his good music for me mm. so like now i hear today was a good day which is a fucking classic song okay so that makes more sense why you're talking now about, he's s- out here touring and shit like now when he's, he's performing <laughs> the ones you want to hear now i skip it wow like, yeah because his bad music ruined his good music for me interesting yeah that's that's my take on ice cube so and then people jock him just because he's like you know who he was right but i get it but it's like now i don't want to hear nothing about him like i don't want to hear none of his music or maybe even as good as bow down was for you it just never i was also more of a fan of dub c i mean not dub c uh mac 10 than than i was of q even though like lyrically there were two different people but i just like the like the mac 10s like more but gangster rap and shit but his discography is not even it's not even good not even close to <laughs> no not Mac at all. 10 is somebody i'd be like yo feature we good to go album no yeah man i don't know man oh i get it now I i'm also it. east coast bias though i like more east coast rap than i do west coast. i love east coast rap yeah but 
All right. I guess it got a little more interesting towards the end because I didn't know it ruined the good music for you. Yeah, yeah, his bad music. That's just crazy. Like, he had this one song. It was like a club song, Ice Cube. I don't know. What, it was like a catchy. It, it caught on a little bit, like a club song. You talking about an older one? We Be Clubbing? After We Be Clubbing, he had like another one. I forgot the name of it. It's not, you Can Do It, Put Your Back Into It? Yes. From so the when next he, Friday soundtrack. When he started doing that kind of shit, I was like, this is fucking ass, bro. Like, it started really, literally ruining music, his music. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I've also lived through all that, and I didn't like it. But I never went back to fucking death certificate and was like, yo, this shit just don't sound the same anymore. Like, like what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just... That's just how I feel about Ice Cube. But that's how I feel about the game. Eminem now like other like when they keep doing it like I feel like you hit you hit your ceiling man like like you it's like when fighters keep fighting after they you know like they keep fighting after they're but does your east coast bias make you not do that for some east coast people like DMX when he started dropping music later in his career like man it's not DMX is a good example east coast wise as far as like the fall off yeah like the it's fall like off was cube. rough man like i, I don't want to like i want to see i want to remember my greats up top so you want everybody to die at right at the peak not die at the top but understand like sometimes like in any career man when you reach a, it's like when a football player i love football but it's like when football players keep playing after certain it's like bro like there's the exceptions like tom brady but then there's like like the yeah, ones that are not but not but uh, but there's also many variables to that, right? People, it's like, it's like people are doing it because one, it's like all I know how to yes, do. But it's also they they refuse to accept that there's going to be like younger and better, and they and they I don't know. really want to hang on to like that. I don't that know if fucking, they refuse. It just me. It's just more like, hey, I got a new album. No, it's it's it is refuse. It's like nah, I could keep I could drop an album too. I keep up with these young bugs. No man. Music's changed. Tastes have changed. The the people who listened to you back then are old and don't want to hear that shit no more. But if you consider yourself an artist and this is what you do anyway, and you know, and you're just, and but then, then you're just also like, yeah, I'm not gonna sell a whole bunch of this, but I spend a lot of time. Then you do it like Jay Z, like you said, Jay Z has been able to roll with his music and still be good at it. Like you're not mad at if a Jay Z drops a song, you're not mad at it. you're not. Like, Oh shit, he still got it. Like four for four. No, but it's not for people who like younger crowd. Thing, but Jay Z has always been at a certain tier lyrically and yes. technical wise. There's except that's why I say he's an exception. Ice Cube, he's heavy substance. So while But you can't keep up. But the here's substance. the thing, Jay Z and Ice Cube did the same thing and they rapped about past stuff. The issue was Jay Z's a better rapper than Ice Cube. So if Ice Cube's coming from a certain era where you weren't super lyrical, miracle, la, 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 and you're just like, no, I'm telling you what the fuck it is. Yeah, but he doesn't know. He, there's a disconnect. No, no, I don't think there is. I think he just, because one, he hasn't put out an album in a long time. But also, it's like, hey, I'm also a businessman. And yeah, I might not make, I might not be platinum, but I'm also independent. So if I sell fucking 30,000 records, this shit's worth it to me. And because I've done so much, it's not going to hurt my legacy. So if if I need to get a couple music, if I need to get a string of songs out of my system as just a pure artist, then the businessman in me would be like, well, shit, put that shit out. But it does hurt their legacy. To you. Right. I think to the majority of people, there's nothing Ice Cube can do. To tarnish his legacy. Really? I feel like that. Like I said, it's anything. Sports, art, music, anything. I think 
once there's no. you can ruin nobody your talks about jordan on the wizards that's that's what i'm saying bro there's exceptions to every rule ice cube is an exception no, one of the exceptions <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z is an exception. Michael Jordan's an exception. LeBron James will be an exception. Ice the Cube fact that Ice not. Cube is not in that tier of people is fucking <laughs> wild to me. Let's talk about East Coast people then, because we gotta. <laughs> DMX what? got tarnished. Or his his legacy was tarnished because he kept going, and it's like, bro. I feel like you don't even have that same energy. I want anymore. to. I want to subtract the past three years from this artist. And I want to talk about Nas. Okay. You could say. Same thing. It's not the same. Well, because. Well, His last album was pretty good. I'm that not, late. I'm, I like no, it. No, I'm, I'm subtracting the past three oh, years. Okay. All right. Before that, Illmatic was such Illmatic that it's like, damn, it doesn't matter what he does. Not, not that it, it was written wasn't good, but it doesn't matter what he does. He can go through that whole genuine phase and this whole like, what the fuck are you doing for three years? <laughs> the the firm shit but it's still be like no that's nice but it's like he's put out more bullshit than good stuff at this point so is his legacy tarnished no he was always looked at as Nas. now maybe it started to tarnish and then jay-z woke him up because then still matic he has a nice mini run and then he goes back to bullshit for a little bit you know life is good comes out and it's like the original 444 and i think uh a good chunk of the like the mature people like no no this is this is one of those for Nas, and then he put out a little bullshit with Kanye, <laughs> and then he took some time off, and then now he's rejuvenated with Hit Boy. But you can argue now it's up and down. Cube was this, and then that. <laughs> yeah. But when you put their whole catalogs together, it's still like okay, there's some bullshit and there's some greatness. Nobody what? talks about Tarnish Nas legacy. But I think it's because their greatness was I'm so I'm asking great. you, do you oh. tarnish Nas's legacy? No. Okay, I could ar- you could argue, I'm going to argue right now. The height of Ice Cube is way higher than the height of Nas. Yes, but because the East Coast was saturated where the West Coast, <laughs> he's like the, one of the originators. Because <laughs> it was saturated? Bro, there was so much music coming right, out man. of the East Coast, man. When Nas, There's so many when good Nas came out, the biggest label in the world was Death Row. On the West Coast. In the world. Right, but came from the West Coast. Exactly, so you can't say how many good, East Coast was saturated. Okay, when, when Nas came out, how many East Coast rappers were already established and good? More, but A it's lot. different okay. though. When Ice Cube came out, how many West Coast artists were established and, and greats? A few. This is relevant. That, no, that's not the same yes, thing. Man, he was that's the best out of few. Nas was good out of a lot. No, 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 no. Yes. That has nothing to do that's with what I'm talking about. It has a lot to do about. with it. It has nothing to if do with If you don't that. have much to compare yourself to, no, you're better than that. But them. here's yes. the thing. When he came out, everybody, everybody, including those established people that were already great, looked to him like, oh, what's happening here? It's about to change all because of this. But he was the original lyricist at his time right because who was he writing for who q yeah who was he writing for he wrote everybody right yeah it was just him how many lyrics was there in, in the east coast but that who was writing for who in the east coast at that time but that's only oh, if, that's only if you segment that's only if you segment hip-hop in the coast if you talk about it as a genre which i do because you're like i'm east coast bias and this is why this is that and you're only looking these people as if they only are looked at from the west coast 
Ice Cube's first album is produced. His first solo album is produced by East Coast people. But the the but the lyrics weren't East Coast. So, but you're com- you have I'm to comparing hip hop is a whole thing, not it's segmented in the coast. I yeah, break he it came down. Out, he came out before Nas. He came out. He came out early enough to where it, even even if you don't segment to to just the coast. Obviously, if I came out fucking six, five, six years before you, there's going to be less established people than there is when you come out. But, but that has nothing to do. But his sound with is original. Yes, because his sound is original. Who sound is original? Cubes. Cube was yes. original to anything around him. Where Nas, Jay Z, whoever you want on the East Coast was yeah, not original. I had fought like Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane yes. and shit like that. They all had influence. But nobody's going to sit there and say Big Daddy Kane's better than Jay-Z just because he's his father. No, no one's going to put Cool G Rap over Nas no. because it's like, oh, that's where you got your style from. So what are we talking about? But to this about? day, who can you say is better than Q on the West Coast? On the West Coast? This generation, you can put... No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. Give me, give me three artists that are better than... But that's because his height... It's not his height relative to who's around him. Yes, it is. I can put that eight-year stretch of Cube next to anybody's eight-year stretch right now, and there's not many that's going to be right there. There's probably going to be a lot. A lot? A lot. Eight years? I think yes. there's like a four, a three to five-year stretch, maybe, but eight? Yeah, especially in the later years, he fell off. We talked I'm about talking that decline. about an eight-year stretch in anybody's given career. So anyway. I think Kanye, Kanye's close. He had an eight-year stretch. Where you're like, damn, that's a crazy eight years, right? Kendrick's had an eight-year stretch. Cole. I don't know if I'd put it as high as these other people's, but sure. Drake. He's been on a run for like 12 years. He's been on a run, but that's not the type of run I'm talking about. I mean, yes, it is, but not not for me. <laughs> it's a so run. It's, it's a it's run just, that it's an unprecedented run that will never be duplicated. Never. But the thing with Drake is it's been consistent and it might be above average. I don't know many people who can agree on it's been so consistent of like four and a half mics. I don't know if he has a classic like that. Well, that's uh, and obviously this is a hot topic for some people. No, no, I got you. I got you. Four and a half half mics or even four across the board. No, 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 no. That's why I said unprecedented. It's way better than one five mic. And I'm not saying he was four and a half across the board. Uh, It's an example. Shit in there. There's an example. But I'm just talking about his relevance and and what he's done to move the genre. But Uh, but I also think that the where you're from has a lot to do with it. And this is why I'm going to say this. He's from Canada, right? Earlier. Now it doesn't. Hold on. Aside from him in Canada, who can you say is a good, a big artist from Canada? That doesn't matter no more. Yes, it does because it doesn't matter. Canada's gonna, so global. Canada's gonna fuck with him heavy, right? That's a lot of people who fuck with him, right? So on the West Coast, people were like, oh, this is new. This is new. I like this from our city. I can relate to this more than I can to relate to the no East Coast no, shit. Okay, that works in like globally like like when like when brother lynch goes platinum you know that was just california when slim thug that's goes platinum that's all tech like yeah. we get that like obviously yeah that's a thing but when you talk about the blog era and when specifically when drake and them start coming out like this crop social media becomes a thing and hip-hop is more global than ever where you're from doesn't matter so much that's why all these people it's like, whoa, everybody kind of sounds like they're from Atlanta now, but you're from Chicago. You're, you know, obviously, yeah, there's still an Atlanta sound. There's still a Chicago sound. 
but it's a lot closer and more global yeah, it's, it's, now than ever. So it's blending in him, more for sure. So when you talk about anybody from 2008 or whatever on, I don't want to hear about where you're from. <laughs> don't want to hear about where you're from. But we're talking about Cube back in the 80s and 90s, right? So it does matter. Okay, but even up to the game, it mattered because he was on the West Coast. We haven't had shit in so many fucking years. We're going to rock with him. And he stuck to Dre. It mattered. Because okay. what happened once he started beefing with, with 50? Game is a, is an example on the West Coast where East, this is where your East Coast bias comes in, right? And and I would say probably the majority in the mainstream because I think the mainstream is leans more towards the East than the West. People have this whole thing like game saved the west they didn't have nobody but me somebody from the west coast is like i've had an artist in the album every single year since chronic 2001 main right i'm talking about me but i was like i've been taken care of every single year before a game came out west coast music wise until he got here right so i think it just it depends on who you're talking to and yeah if everything's leaning east coast bias then it comes a narrative game saved the west coast and game did and yeah so mainstream whatever and maybe i'm not the right person to talk about because i don't give two fucks about mainstream do i listen to some mainstream music sure do i want artists to feed themselves and succeed sure but i don't give a fuck it and this is a problem carl has with me on my music list at the end of the year i might have an album in the top five that not many people heard of maybe sold about 16 copies and be like how the fuck does it get number five I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about the accolades. I don't care about none of that shit. Was this shit hard or not? Was it harder than this album before and this one, this one? Yes. That's why I place it here. And a lot of people have an issue with that because it's like, oh, well, nobody talked about it. So I talked about it. <laughs> but it comes down to like re relatability. People can't relate to it because they don't know what it even exists. Right. But, but everybody's different. Everybody relates to different shit. Like for how many years? Not I don't know about years, but for how long was Benny the Butcher under the radar and only a certain amount of people knew about him and were putting him up there with, and, as a lyricist? But that's the thing. Someone like Benny the Butcher is interesting because... And now he's getting more light. He's getting more light, but still the majority of people have no fucking clue who he is. But he's good, right? Yeah. I've yeah. been listening to him since 2016. That's what I'm saying. How long has he gone? He got big in 2018. 19? 19? But yeah, it's like... So when I'm a little early on people like that, I like... I get... Yeah, I do get a little validation when they, they hit their little big moment. Like, told y'all. But after that, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's different now. In in certain aspects, because of social media, people might think Benny the Butcher is bigger than he actually is. Because of social media. Because of, you know, we get segmented in these little populations and, and niche groups of people where we're like, oh yeah, everybody talks about Benny, but not really. No. So that's why I don't like Kai's <laughs> Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> Too much rapidity rap out here. I don't want your female listeners to get all upset. <laughs> Uh, that was good because uh, I'm glad you brought it out because uh, it's been hard to explain why I didn't like him. Because nobody. Really oh, you wants feel relieved that you yeah, got this off your chest. I got it. I got it. Oh, so like, other people have had this issue with you. Yeah, my boys. The, they, but they might have been like I was confused because, like I said, I went in hearing what you said that night, and I took it as 1986 till uh, now. I didn't realize. Oh, you did like that, and you're just so turned off by this new stuff. It, made you i still don't understand that part but it's like oh i thought it was like damn he didn't make you shit thought you i've never liked doing that's that. what it sounded like to me that night no nah, he's the look 
What, what I was ready to flip tables over and do all this, all this, all this shit. Like, yo, we got a problem. No, 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 no. But yeah, so I just came back from my bachelor party, man. Oh, shit. Ooh. I was out in Texas. So what part of Texas? Uh, for Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a hot part right now. Yeah. That sounds like a grown up one. Sounds like you're being grown and mature. Nah. Okay. Very, very immature. Very early 20s vibe and shit. Partying and shit. Okay. I was, you know, because, you know, most people like, oh, we're going to Vegas. We're going to Miami. We're yeah, going but to whatever. I don't of, really hear many, yeah. many Dallas things. Not that you, you can't you. get it done in Dallas. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I feel you. So a just, lot of people were like, why not Vegas? I've done Vegas. We used to go like every summer. No, yeah, Vegas. for sure. I, I totally understand that point. Yeah. Just like, you know, with Carl, we went to DC. So that's like, the, right? Like, that's And different. I'm like, oh, he's trying to be, he's trying to be grown. He's trying to, we ain't. Let's let's not get in trouble. Let's not put ourselves in too much temptation or whatever. But hey, I, I'm gonna let you lead this one because <laughs> however much you want to uh, divulge. I mean, it was it was uh, respectful, but it was a good time. We hit up a few clubs, a couple strip clubs, and we went to one. Right, we get there now in Texas. Houston gets talked about the most for strip clubs, but I'm assuming Dallas ain't far behind. I don't. I've never been to Houston, so I'm gonna give you. My but if you had a good time in Dallas, so my main thing was like I don't really care for strip clubs. Yeah, me neither. So we went after the club, so it was kind of like a like a spur. Like oh yo, let's keep it going. We'll go to the strip club, right? We went to this one. It's called Ecstasy, and we get there, we get in, and it's like huge place, full of like women. I would hope so. And then they're all like, you guys want a table? And we're like, yeah, set us down mm. somewhere. This guy comes by. He's like, you want a bottle? I was like, while we here. $150 for some Sky Vodka? $250. <laughs> Hold on. $250 for uh, some, some tequila. To us here in California, in San right, Diego. $250 sound like a steal. $250 is a deal. Like, yo, 50 bucks each. Let's go. Let's do this. Like, yeah, bring one. He brings it. He's like, yeah, you can Venmo me. And I was like, that's... That's odd, man. I've, I've been to a lot of clubs. He brought you that plastic bottle tequila. Nobody's ever said you could just Venmo me, right? Yeah, that shit come two we days later. We don't stay too long because we was already kind of lit. My, my, my boy grabs the bottle. He's like, yo, sneak it out. We're going to take it. We paid for that. For sure. Taking it don't out, right? Need, I wouldn't even want to sneak that shit. Well, you know, you don't want them to say nothing. So we took it. We left. The next day, we're in the Uber because we're going somewhere. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that club is dope. It's bring your own alcohol. Mm. Excuse me? He said, yeah. Any place in Texas. He went to Costco before. Any place in Dallas is after hours. Anything is considered after hours is bring your own liquor. Damn. I wouldn't. He, so he's like. I don't oh, know if I want to do that in the same type of state that has like you can carry your own gun around. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now nah, their pat down game is. Their pat down game yeah, is crazy. Yeah. But uh, we didn't know that. And we over here sneaking shit out. Like we didn't have to do that. You could have brought your own liquor. They saw the Cali dripping from y'all a mile away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the girls were nice. And he knew he's like, yo, 250 gonna be a steal. I'm gonna sell this shit right here. <laughs> this shit was fourteen dollars. It's twenty-five, whatever, <laughs> right? The next day we go to another club and afterwards they're all like, yo, let's hit up the strip club. At this one we know, you know, you I, I assume they, they brought their own because there was alcohol when I showed up. But it was like the C squad, man. Like, mm. <laughs> Wait, what type was it like a weekday? Oh, Saturday. Damn, C-Squad on a Saturday? On a Saturday. Did you go man. at lunchtime? <laughs> no, man. It was like prime peak hours, like oh, 2, yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah. Hey. It was C-Squad, like C-sections and, and fucking, mm. it was a C-Squad. And I was like really disappointed by that one. So, <laughs> my first strip club experience was here. 
Okay. It was at um one of the twenty one or eighteen and up. Nah, this was eighteen. This was at was um, full nude. Oh shit! What's in Claremont? Claremont. What is that? Damn, I'm drawing a blank right now. It was in Claremont, right? Cheetahs? Might have been Cheetahs. Anyway, I don't know really. I don't know anything to expect other than like the tip drill video, <laughs> right? One of the best videos to ever go. Right. So in. I'm kind of walking in. I'm eight. It's my 18th birthday. I'm walking in there with two of my homies. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And so I'm thinking like, all right, you, you know, they dance. They want money thrown at them. It is what it is. Now, at 18, like I'm broke. Like I'm broke now, but I was poor <laughs> at 18. You were like, how much is entrance? God damn. No, it wasn't even about that. I, I was getting there. I'm like, oh. So one of the first things I noticed was like, oh, these girls get off stage and they walk around asking for tips. I thought they just took whatever was thrown at them on stage and they kept it pushing. <laughs> nah. So... I'm doing there. I'm like, all right, you know, we play some pool, going around, do a lap. And I'm like, and I don't know if this was the C squad or if this, if their A squad was just that bad. But I'm like, mm, like, <laughs> like I'm around girls that are better than this on a daily basis. <laughs> and so I run it, but I run into the one and I'm like, ooh, that's her. Now my homies before they, you continue, what was she? The one the one was the one? Yeah, she okay. was black and maybe something else, but it was she was mostly black. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, yeah, that's her. And my homies are like, Yeah, we got money on the dance. And I, I think on the advertisements around the thing was like twenty dollars for a for a lap dance. Now, I don't I don't know anything about going to the back culture or nothing like that. I was like, Oh, twenty dollars for a dance, all right, cool, whatever. Let me just get this experience out the way. So I go up to, I, I finally go up to her and I ask her, I'm like, Hey, can I get a lap dance? And she's like, you talking about those ones? Out there? She's like, no, I don't do those. And I was like, you're right. You're way too beautiful for that. <laughs> I was trying to save her, <laughs> trying to save her at 18. Right. <laughs> so then I, I, I give up and I'm like, all right, now I got to find me get you out this life. I got to find a second best girl in here. So in my search for the second best girl, there's this white girl on stage, right? nobody nobody no no space body okay and she's got not that this is a big deal you know i love women i, I don't body shame anybody but it's just like you don't at 18 i'm thinking like stripper this is and that and she's just got like hella like she's like sunburned in one area she's got hella moles right here and whatever and like yeah women are beautiful i'm more mature now but she looked like she reminded me of the girl, and this might be way too much of a callback for people, but if you've ever seen Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Your Juice in South Central Hood, if you remember the white girl that he fucks in the oh, trailer yeah. then, it reminded me of her, the Milk of Magnesia, yeah. right? <laughs> I was like, yo. So she was on stage, and I didn't really notice, and she started walking around for tips. And now I'm sitting down waiting for, for my, my uh, crack at the pool table, and she comes up to me, and she's like, did you see me up there <laughs> yeah. taking, up, taking off all my clothes? And me being <laughs> ridiculous at that time, I was like, yeah, I was hoping you was going to keep them on. <laughs> she lost all her momentum, whatever momentum she thought she had. She started crying. Oh, you fuck. She went to the back. She clocked out and bounced. Now, in hindsight, like, yeah, I kind of feel bad about that. But in the moment, I was like, yo, why the fuck she even work here? There's no, there's no way people was tipping her like that. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot be worth it her time yeah so fast forward i find the second best looking girl in there who just happened to look almost identical to my ex at the time but i'm like hey what am i gonna do 
So I go get the lap dance, right? My homies, they <laughs> cheap date, right? They both put 10 on it, gave her the 20. And so I go, and I'm getting my lap dance. And it's like, all right. So I guess you get two songs or a song at what? Halfway through, she leans in my ear and she's like, hey, do you want to take this to the back? Now, at the time, I don't know no better. I'm like, oh, shit. She, she fucking with me like that. Let's go. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we, she's like, yeah, look, we can stop right now. We can go to the back. I'm like, for sure. So she grabs my hand. She pulls me to the back. Then she goes, do you want to go to SeaWorld or do you want to go to Disneyland? Now, one of those options sounds way better than the other, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, what's Disneyland hitting for, right? <laughs> That's when she's like, oh. Also, <laughs> oh, wait, so you knew there was like a price to be back there. No, I didn't say hit. I was like, yo, I want to go to... Di- okay, all right. Who doesn't want to go to Disneyland? Yeah, I right. mean, they asked these motherfuckers after the Super Bowl where they going, right? <laughs> I'm trying to go. I ain't never heard nobody say SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let's go to Disneyland. She's like, oh, I forgot the price. She might have said like 150 or something like that. And I'm like, Oof. For a broke 18-year-old? It's kind of hit me. I mean, my, my, my boys only gave me... I looked at them like, hey, they ain't got no 150. I don't know if they about to do that. They don't fuck with me like that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, all right, well, what's SeaWorld hitting for, right? <laughs> and she said some number, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm cool, man. Because, like, she was fine, but I was like, ah. Did you have it? Huh? Did you have the money? No, I didn't have it personally. Okay. I didn't. I was, I was expected to be pampered on my birthday. <laughs> right? So I'm, other I might have had. No, no, no. They were a few years older than me. Okay. All right. All right. I might have had like 40 bucks on me. And I needed that <laughs> for whatever. <laughs> for <laughs> so, life. So I came back and was like, hey, yo, like, I know this only my first time, but I feel like strip clubs might be overrated. <laughs> and obviously, Dago's different, right? We're not known for that type of shit. Vegas, I've had great times at Spearmint Rhino and, and stuff like that. I went, uh, my best friend went to Morehouse and I flew out to Atlanta to move him back. Mm, he took me to there. Onyx on like a fucking Wednesday after a Wednesday and that shit was popping. And he was like, this is the C squad. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I was still broke. But if I would have went like now, I probably, I, you know, drop I, a little yeah, something. Yeah, I wouldn't be young Jeezy or anything, but I'd be, you know, <laughs> And then, um, but in general, in general, even if it's a great time and, and it's all cool, I'm not really like, I don't need to be in the strip club hours at a time. Like it's not, let me do a lap. You know, I'll go for somebody's bachelor or birthday or whatever. Like I'll put a little money on a dance, whatever you need to do. But I'm not here for all that. Like just get me all hot and bothered for some money. Go home. I got to do this little two drink minimum of, of non-alcoholic yeah. beverages and, and then keep it pushing. <laughs> I always thought strip clubs were there was a time when I liked them and then when I discovered nightclubs I was like hold up cause you go to a strip club you know 100 <laughs> I can take one of these home yeah like when you still go to a strip club you're like for sure I'm not taking nothing home like it's the odds are very very slim unless you're gonna pay <laughs> you go to <laughs> a club start. you have a chance to like take something home so one of the times I was in Vegas and we went to Spearmint Rhino Oh, they'll offer you. I don't know. But this was my first time. It might have been my first time there, right? So we go. I'm with a big group of people. And me, I do my normal thing. I'm doing a lap. I got cheap ass stamped in my forehead. Like, hey, if you want to have a real conversation, I can do that. But I ain't, I'm just going to keep leading you on. I, ain't, <laughs> I don't need no lap dance. I'm here just right. for the ambiance and, you know, see what the DJ hitting for. And, 
you know, I'm not sitting here being a creep, just like, oh, how far is she going to bust it wide open or, you know, whatever. But anyway, so we're there and we might have got there, you know, Vegas, it gets popping a little later. We might have got there like one, which is, you know, still somewhat early in Vegas. Yeah, it's kind of early. But it was like, you know, it was popping. We didn't really make it a full lap. And and um, people started doing their their thing. Like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I like her. I'm going to go get a dance from her. So I'm a, this one individual who I was with, he finds a girl like he's fucking with. He goes to the back with her. I don't know what the Spearmint Rhino prices are for the back, right? But he goes to the back with her. Expensive. Comes back. I don't know. It's like two or three songs. Me, I'm at the point where like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I found a chair. People come up to me. I give them a few seconds conversation. They realize I got cheap ass stamped on my forehead and they keep it pushing. As, as other friends that were mingling, come in and check up. I'm like, all right, we good. We good. I'm just kind of being like the, the center, the glue. Like, all right, when, whenever we're all ready to go, we're all going to be right here. So my man keeps coming back out. And so I'm thinking, and so he's like, yeah, I'm about to go to the back for another dance. I'm thinking he found another girl. He went back to the same girl. Same one, yeah. Right? So I'm like, you found love. And we've been there, and I'm like, yo, this little two drink minimum, like, I've been out of alcohol. You know, someone else gave me their ticket, and I'm like, how long have we been here? He kept going. He was back there the whole time. I feel like he could have, he could have got like a bulk pricing if you said up front, <laughs> hey, I got like 500. How long can we be back here versus, hey, I got 50 this time? 20. And just keep doing these little single little bass hits. We finally, we finally all got together in the same time. Like finally, everybody's on the same page and we left. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Varsity Blues, but they go to the strip club and then they open the door and it's fucking sunlight in their fucking. Yeah. It yeah. was like 7 a.m. I was so fucking ashamed. <laughs> Felt disgusting, didn't so you? So we get into we get into the taxi and we're like, oh, take us to MGM or where we were at, right? And the the taxi driver, it was a there was a language barrier. And he was like, girls, girls. And, you know, we just came to strip clubs. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts driving us, right? And we're all, like, fucking tired. And then he pulls up to this random spot. And I'm like, yo, where the fuck are we? And then the windows roll down. And this girl comes. She's, like, half naked. She comes out of this random door. Starts walking down. I was like, where? this ain't the MGM. Like, where you got it? She leans into the window. And so she's an escort. But she leans in the window. She's like... Oh, there's four of y'all. I guess I can do that. I'm like, bitch, it's, it's not even breakfast time yet. Like, what you mean? I was like, no, MGM. Can't believe the meter's running right now. What? Where did you take us? Oh my you god! Took, thought, to finish off what the stripper started and shit. Oh no! To finish that story, I mean, that was just an escort. But later, the next night, I mean, that next day, we all kind of, we came in. It was seven a.m. We passed out for a little bit. I don't know if it was the next day or the next night. That same stripper he spent all that money on ended up on our hotel room floor. Hey, that's what's up. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh my God. But the, the way he described it, though, was like, yeah, man, she took me out to breakfast. She offered to pay. I was like, no, no, you paid. <laughs> that was your money. But, you know, better than uh, better than most, I guess. I mean, yeah. you got her. To, it's not even like she slept in the bed because at that time we were still kind of thugging it. So, you know, we probably had one or two more to the room than we necessary because we're like, we ain't about to be here like yeah. that. I'll sleep on the floor. Yeah, fuck, I can, I can do that for a night. Even even in my 30s, I think I could thug it out a little bit. Because <laughs> some of them prices just like, man, for real? It's a basic-ass room. Um, but yeah, the only other funny strip club story I got like off top was we took my man to, to the strip club. 
his fir- very first time in Vegas, <laughs> he didn't even get a lap before he fell in love. Oh, right? of course. He falls in love. He starts talking to this girl like like it's the club. Like if I just talk enough, maybe I got a chance, right? <laughs> and he doesn't understand. Like do you, like this isn't your first strip club. This is your first Vegas experience. You cannot sit here and believe that they really like you like that. Not that they can't, but like it's their job to sell you a fantasy. <laughs> so he's talking to her forever. I don't know if he got a dance or whatever he did, but we were there for about an hour and. It got to the point where we kind of met up in a certain spot, like, hey, everybody good? Are we good, right? That same chick comes around, starts talking to this other dude, starts unbuttoning his shirt. In like, front also, of your boy? Just starts like, hey, you know how you doing? <laughs> he drops his jaw. <laughs> he looks at his <laughs> like, can you believe the nerve of her? <laughs> she was telling me this, this, and that. And we just start laughing. I'm like, yo, that's her job. And he, was, he could not get it through his head. He thought, he thought they he was, caught, they he had was like a He was dead serious. He's like, oh, I can't believe she played me like that. <laughs> I'm like, man, you lucky. You like four or five hundred dollars deep, deep right yeah, now. Real shit. <laughs> Wild times. Damn. Yeah. Nah, I've been I've been to a shitload of strip clubs. TJ, Vegas, oh, TJ. Dallas. I think Vegas is probably they know what they're doing. Yeah, and they make you feel yeah. like you can get a free limo out there and shit, yeah, so you feel kind of fancy. You're like, and oh, then you man. leave and you're like, where's that limo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, fam, you better call a taxi. <laughs> Hopefully it's not surcharging in the Ubers. <clears throat> hey, you know crazy? Have you ever taken out money in Vegas at the ATM? Hell no. Nah. strip club? Nah, cheap ass stamped right on the forehead. So you go, my boy went, he's like, yo, it's a $15. Right. $15 charge for every hundred bucks, for a hundred dollars. I was like, what the fuck? Hell no, that's, that adds up. I'm going to go take out three. At once, even if I don't use it all, but I don't want to pay fifteen dollars each time. Nah, 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 nah. That machine knows. No, yeah, but every fifteen dollars, exactly. every hundred for, for one, fifteen. All right, so one, it, it takes advantage of people who aren't prepared and or get too drunk, right? And, and too they're excited. Like, yeah, too excited. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. It's predatory, but it's like, all right, it supply like supply and demand. There ain't nothing else around here. Me. I'm always prepared. I bring Cheap. X amount of dollars, depending on the occasion. If it's somebody if for somebody else, like, Hey, I got 50 on this. I got a hundred on this, whatever it is. That's it. I ain't about to, I ain't here about to be drinking a bunch of drinks. I'm probably not going to get blown away to we're like, man, I, I really want to talk to this girl for six minutes while she rubs on me <laughs> <laughs> in the back, yeah. not doing all that. So I go there it is what it is. And and if I do get excited, like, you know what? I might fuck with her. Oh, I ain't got enough. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. It is what it is. Leave the debit card at ATM home. ATM ain't getting me. Or that, too. Yeah, cash only. Cash. Like a hole in the wall taco shop. <laughs> That's my strip club is hole in the wall taco shop. Your boys don't ever say nothing? About? Are you guys all on the same page? All about me being cheap? Um, do you have, Did you ever notice that you were getting less invites? <laughs> no not at all because if it's somebody else's like event i always put in okay yeah when it comes to spending on other people i'll do that it's on you not not the whole night's on me but it's like no, hey no 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 i'm saying when it's on you you're more yeah, yeah if it's on me like if, if i go if we're just going there and it's nobody's bachelor nobody's birthday and just like hey let's hit the strip club real quick then it's like yeah i'm going and people invite because like I, I would like to think i'm good company mm. they don't give a fuck how much money i'm spending it's not like, I mean, I don't think we've ever been in a situation where the girls are like, I like y'all, but this motherfucker's just ruining everything. It's like, nah, it's, it's, it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, when it's other people, yeah, I got it. Shit, my fucking bachelor party, people got mad at me because <laughs> the girl that I chose for my like bachelor lap dance looked pretty close to like my wife. I mean, and he's like, yo, you're supposed to go like opposite all out, you know, I don't whatever. Know about that. I feel like it's like, but I was like, yo, I like, I get that, but I also did a lap and I just, I wasn't really fucking with nothing else. Yeah. I really enjoy glasses. <laughs> It was calling me. I feel like the strip club is like uh, an ice cream shop with a lot of flavors. You should get the only flavor you want. Like, no, I mean, that's how I was feeling. Yeah. Like, like, all right, well, I mean, I guess it is what it is. And it's your was, consistency in what you like. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't even know if I consider myself to have a type because I feel like I, I'm an equal opportunity employer. Okay. You know, I've hit for the cycle. I've, you know, whatever analogy you want to use like i don't sit here and be like oh i i can't fuck with this this and that but just half knew you for that night i was like eh. that was the, the one that got your attention yeah that's yeah. all it was i remember we went to vegas and the stripper she was when i say she was bad bro she was bad like she was like light-skinned latina dark hair long like full dark she was turning everybody's head she was bad and they were like, it was, I think it was like, I don't know why we were there, but my boys were like, you want to you get it down? Like, we got you. We got you. And I was like, nah. Because <laughs> I was like, I want I was like, damn, she bad as shit. But, but I might propose like, to her. Like something that was like more my, my, my taste walked by. I was like, mm. nah, that one right there. And they were like, what? Oh, look at that. I was like, what can I tell you, man? You know, we like what we like. And if you're at a strip club, you get what you like. That's why they have so many different flavors and sizes and shit. I, I don't be mad at people who's like, yo, yeah, I put in on it. Yeah, maybe I wanted you to aim a little higher, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not back there with you. I'm not yeah, rubbing yeah. on your shit. <laughs> That'd be yeah. weird, huh? It's like that whole, like, what you eat, don't make me shit type of thing. Like, it's all you. Like, I don't give yeah. a fuck. It's awkward, too. Have you ever seen, like, your boy get a lap dance? Yeah, too. Like, if you go in the back, they don't always have, like, partitions. Separations. Or like, just one long it's like, bench. Oh, this thing is private as you think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I've seen some shit like, all right, oh, he's kind of big nasty, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know about that, but you we know. had we had a uh, one of my boys' bachelor parties at my apartment when I used to live up here in East Chula Vista. Oh, you had girls come over? Yeah, we had these two girls come over. First of all, this is uh, like official girls or girls you just knew that were no, down? no, 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 like actual strippers. Okay, so my boy went on a website and like a list of girls. He's Back like, page. I, I want this and this. This is before bed. This is before like. <laughs> Like Instagram, it's like yeah. Before all that, so he's like her, her. Three they show us, not those smoking kind of cigarettes. There's just like two random girls in those. He, I opened the door. And I was like, um, catfish. I'm pretty sure we ordered like a brunette. And these were like two blondes, right? Mm. My boy that ordered them comes. He's like, I didn't order y'all. <laughs> like real rude. And I was like, hey, yo, chill, man. Like they're here already. Like we can't fucking send. They're not gonna send nobody else. And he's like, fuck. All right. He kind of like. Gave him like a like a nasty taste, like and he don't even want to see it. I ain't about to be trying now. So they do their thing, and my one of his homies was do huge tarp, like a like a canopy, and he started putting it on my carpet. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing." I was Shit. like, "All right, man, if you say so." Sure enough, these girls started using whipped cream. Oh yeah, and like sliding across the fucking floor. So I was like, "Salute, thank you for that," but uh. One of my boys, he was like very timid, shy, was getting a little lap dance. And I, and I kind of like glanced over and I was like, I don't feel comfortable. He's a little hot and bothered. Yeah, he was just like way too into it. 
And I never saw him again. Never saw him the same again. He married him? Nah, nah <laughs> it just, it was, my, my impression of him changed dramatically. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in those moments, you get to see who people are a little bit. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, all right. Oh, that's what you're doing behind closed doors? I mean, all I'm right. not a big kink shamer. If that's what, you know. Like it's I not said. that. It's just I didn't expect that from him. Yeah. He was always very quiet. He didn't like talking to women like that. And he was just, and then when he got like his hands on her, I was like, yo. <laughs> I might expect that though. Like if, oh, you're, really? if you're that shy and timid and then you get the chance where it's happening, you just kind of go crazy. You don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like Ricky Bobby with his hands. And <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when I first got to the strip club, I was so like, I'm, I was so scared to touch her because I'm like, yo, Security right there just fucking staring at me, might beat me down. I don't know what's appropriate or not. And she's like, You could touch me. And I was like, Bitch, stop lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Put a finger on her butt. She was like, Hey, you, you want to get your fingers wet? I was like, mm, What? Not, not that bad. Because <laughs> your man won't stop staring at me. Yeah, There's yeah. other people here, but he's looking right at me. And I'm not really getting everything I need from our interaction because I'm fucking staring at him. <laughs> you ever hear like stories of like dudes who win? They're like, Yeah, bro, I got. My boy got sucked up in the back. Yeah, man. Like, I'm like, yo, what club are y'all going to, man? No, no, I was at the same club. That's what I'm saying. But that's like, that I had a story in the town. I was like, where's she at? No, she wasn't having it for me. That's why I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, I know my role. This happens for him. Great story, of course. It's not in the cards for me, and that's okay. Yeah, still had a good time. You're you're a role player, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I can set screens like no other. <laughs> <laughs> layups assists no right. problem look taking charges <laughs> taking the foul hell yeah i'll come in you need three quick fouls get them on a free throw line hack a shack whatever it is i got, I got you. you i'm not the i'm not i'm not the triple not selfish at all triple, triple triple double guy we all get the same ring right <laughs> <laughs> not really. i mean you might get the subway deal yeah you got the subway you know, deal, you know the, i'm taking care the of the nike deal you taking care. I'm taking. I, I mean, I get shooting me the leftover shoes. Got you. Yeah, I get to go to the parade, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. We all know our role. We don't all know our no, role. That's true. A lot of people, you'd be like, "Bro, come on, man." Like you were talking about when you when you discovered the the club club. You're like, "Oh, this is more my speed, right?" None of that shit's my speed. The club's wow. not me because I. I consider myself like, like I'm the personality dude, right? So being a loud ass club and, and dancing around where you, the first yeah, thing shine. you got to look at is like, oh, I got to look at who you are first. It's like, I'm not going to thrive in there, but I've been in the club plenty. Usually I'm dragged there for like a birthday or whatever it is. Or even when we were like younger to where we were just at the club just to be there. I knew my role. So I usually roll with people that might've been talking to multiple women that were probably there at the same night. And so I'd be focused on like, all right, let me run interference, make sure they're good. So if I seen one girl that he didn't know was there, then before she, and I see her making her way to him, I'm going to run up on her. Because they, if they know him, they probably know me. And I just start dancing. Her, like, oh, what up? And get her distracted for a couple songs till I can get the cuckoo. Get the little, you <laughs> know. the pigeons. And then he sees it. And I'm just like, hey, move to the other side. And we just all night like that. So. Oh, you definitely pick, put it um, setting screens and hundred. That's all I'm saying, man. Hundred yeah. percent. You got six fouls to give. I'm gonna use all of them if I have to. <laughs> speaking of speaking of people who don't know the role, we went to Vegas one year, and my boy pulled a girl right, took her back to the hotel. We had con, what is it called? Conjoined rooms with like the door yeah, separates. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was but both of our rooms, right? We go in. My boy gets in the into his bed, but he's in the same room that the dude who pulled the girl in. 
Mm. He gets in the bed under the covers, is like ready to knock out. Hell yeah. And we're just looking at him like, yo, like what? We're like, I'm about to sleep. Yo, y'all can fuck if y'all yeah, want to. Exactly. Don't mind me. He was like, what? I'm tired. I was like, bro. He's like, what? I was like, do I gotta like, I don't wanna make her feel uncomfortable. Like, yo, the boy's about to smash a random. Get out. Right. So we had to like, yo, let me let me go talk to you. Come on, man. Get over. He's like, oh, making a scene. Finally got him out, got left of the room alone for the boy. But it's just like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, I'm tired. I was like, there's another room, bro. Right. I get that. And I guess it'd be different if it was conjoined rooms. But I've also been around people that just don't give a fuck. That's weird. Like, you're going to be here. You're going to be here. I'm like, damn, you big horny like that? <laughs> All right. Not that, I, not that I was the dude that was like so tired that I need to go to sleep. Because I've always been the dude like, hey, I'll sleep in a hallway for a few hours if you need yeah. that time. Or I'll go roam the casino. Yeah, I got you 20 minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> you know, whatever you got to do, I'll do it. But yeah, I've also been around people that's like, yeah, we had the double bed and we just, you know, we both had a girl and we just kind of was what it was. I'm like, All right, good for y'all. I was I, can, I think my boy was waiting I can adapt for like the tap in, like the tag in. I'm like, hey, I'm tired, man, but she she still seems energetic. I need a little help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> help. The, I think he was like the whiskey dick has got me. I'll lay on the ground <laughs> while they throw the pass and then I'll scoop it. You know what I mean? Lord. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I think that's what really was like. I'll wait till he tires out. Then he's like, yeah, yo, yeah, I'm gonna take a little power nap just in case he needs to tag me in. <laughs> or the girl's gonna be like, oh, I'm, you're in here? I'm on injured reserve. The girl's like, you're in here too? Fuck it. Join in and shit. You know what I mean? That was probably his, his mindset right. on that. But Vegas brings out some weird things in people. Most definitely. Shit. That's why they wanna go to Vegas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is a lot more expensive than Dallas too. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We were talking about that at the airport. We're like, what we spent all weekend, we probably would have spent it one night in Vegas and shit. Mm. I mean, that's not a. So, I mean, it was get, a good time, man. You get we married a little time. later in life, you make better decisions. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you get married later in life, the people you bring with you got more money to spend on you too. Very much true, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a big thing. Like I, I, I buy you, I got the eighty dollars steak. Bring it out here. I got you. It's bro. on me today. <laughs> My man, you got married younger in your later age. It wasn't that young. Twenties uh, or thirties. I got married at twenty. Six? I mean that's it's not young, but it's twenty seven like, maybe. Not old. It's like right in the middle. Yeah, I was like twenty seven, right? The problem is I know so many people that my best man he had a, he had a Carl, huh? Carl? No, Carl didn't go to my wedding. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my best man he had trouble with because I got married in Vegas. Oh, in Vegas. Yeah. So we went to we wanted to make it like a long weekend, right? So. The plan was we can get all the bachelor bachelorette stuff done and then we can go get married off the strip somewhere. Not like Elvis weekend? and shit. The same weekend, right? That's tough. So we got there like Thursday and it was just me and her. So me and her went to the strip club. We got danced together. We did T together? Yeah, yeah. I love going to strip club with women. That's what's up. Yeah, we so we did like our own thing. Friday, our parties come in. It's like, oh yeah, we we, we go separate. our separate ways. They got an Airbnb off the strip. We was at like Mandalay Bay or some shit and we did our thing. They did their thing. Saturday came. We had like the rehearsal stuff. And then again, we went and did our thing. They did their thing. And then we got married on Sunday. That's what's up. And so yeah, it was just a long weekend. And then after we got married, we had like a, like an after thing. We at the Airbnb they had was like a big ass, like mansion type of thing. And so everybody came back to, to do that. 
before me and her left. Yeah, but my best man, he had the, he was like, yo, you know, too many people and too many types of people. And what he meant was, normally when I go to Vegas, I go with a core group of people because we know what it is. Right. And we know about how much money we need. No one's going to be kind of weird about it. And we're all going to do same activities. When it comes to a wedding and you got to broaden that spectrum, he's like, yo, mm. all these people fuck with you, but they're all broke. <laughs> and so I don't know who wants to go to dinner, who wants to do a strip, to get a table at the club, who wants to do this and that. Everybody's kind of like, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And every there's like 20 people sending me a schedule. And it's, you know, when you're used to just like, I'm going with six people who all do everything, <laughs> he was a little frustrated. Ah, uh, yeah, I feel it. So that, that's what was kind of different about that one. It's just because normally the people, all the people I invited to Vegas, I usually wouldn't go to Vegas because I know they don't belong in Vegas. Right. Like, you don't have enough money to go to a pool party and do this and that and, and also eat, feed yourself for a few days. Like you got to pick and choose and <laughs> yeah. we're, I'm just not, I'm not laughing because like no, it, at them, it's just like it, funny. It just was, but that's why you go with the core people that you go with. Yeah. Cause it just, I went to a bachelor party. I was, I was the best man for my man who got mad at me cause I didn't invite him to my wedding. And my response at the time was like, you don't belong in Vegas. Sometimes you got to know your friends better than they know them. I was like, you barely paying your rent dog. Like you don't need to be in Vegas doing what I'm about to be doing. So when it came time for his bachelor party, it was just me, him and another homie. And he's like, yeah, I want to go to Vegas. I'm like, for sure. And I'm like, all right, he ain't going to be trying to do a whole bunch of stuff that I be doing. So I might get off relatively cheap. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to get off this cheap. Oh, you got cheap, got off cheap, man. We we got a, I don't remember where hotel we was in. I remember this was the same weekend that four, four, four came out. But when I went to pick him up, I got a I got a rental. Went to pick him up. He brought out a big ass tray of baked ziti. <laughs> I was like, dog, what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, my girl made that for me, so we don't gotta be buying a bunch of food in Vegas. I was like, hey, it's your world, dog. And so we kind of lived off that. But I'm like, all right, man. I understand he ain't got bread like that, but he's also the bachelor. Yeah. And it's the other homie, he ain't got bread like that, but like. I don't want to sit here and just do nothing. Cause at this point I did complete opposite of what I would do with my regular homies. Like I don't smoke like that, but I know he's heavy smoker. So I brought a bunch of weed and we were just rolling joints the whole time. I was like, you really just want to post up, walk the strip, smoke joints and drink and talk shit. I can do that. I don't know if we had to come to Vegas for it, but we could (laughs) do that. And then when it came time, I was like, Hey man, I feel like every bachelor part I go to, you know, everybody kind of deserves like a gentleman's dinner. Like, you want to go get a steak or something? He's like, no, we still got some ziti. <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> I was like, dog. I was like, but I was like, no, man, like, I got you. He's like, nah, man, don't even, don't even worry about it. I was like, man, all right. I did take him to the strip club, got him a dance. I mean, I had to put more on it, but it wasn't like, we didn't even go, we went to like Sapphire on like an off night. It wasn't even that bad. He had a great time. And I'm like, that's all that matters. <laughs> Real shit. So I, I appreciate people that like the simple things because I was like, shit, all I had to do was and the weed wasn't even like top shelf. It was like some like shake and some pretendo. Just like, I just got to roll joints and keep you high and, and keep you entertained. <laughs> like for mine, I, I didn't I invite a couple people, not because I don't enjoy their company. This is I know what I wanted to do is not what they like to do. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to. I could have shot you the invite like on some friendly shit. And then you would have told me no. But I was like, I just want to avoid all that. 
You know, like you're just I know you're not into going to where I want to go. At the end of the day, I know you don't like spending money like that. It's not that I do, but it's just like I'm going with a purpose. And so I just avoided the whole like, you know, I'm just going to go with who I know is like with the shits. At the end of the day, it's your day. Yeah. So if you think someone might throw that energy off and they have a problem with it, then they just going to have to deal with it. They just going to sit on the sideline for one. Yes. You know, if someone hit me and was like, oh, I know that's not like. I got friends that go out and might club a little bit. They well, it's it's kind of understood. Like, yeah, if you would hit me, I would have said no. So I just stopped getting the invite. But I don't take it personal. Like, oh, they don't invite me no more. Now if they had like a game night or some shit. I'm like, oh man, what's good? <laughs> but, nah, like if you go fucking downtown, like, no, fuck out. It's here. fine. Don't invite me. If it's like a birthday or something, something like an event, yeah, I'll pop up and I'll make an appearance. But if y'all just trying to go just to get out, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really backed up in the Netflix queue. Yeah. Nah, Did man. you catch that show, The Love and Death? Not yet. Not yet. That shit was fire, bro. I was listening to you guys last one where he brought it up. That shit. You know, Carl kind of upsets me a little bit, man. His description of Yeah, let's the talk sh- about that. His, his show descriptions <laughs> are not accurate. And it's like a he takes He takes from him what he takes from him. <laughs> yeah. If that's how he describes it. He was describing know. I was like, that's not, that's not. That's so not when, when he tells me shit, like I take it for what it is, but I never. I kind of take it with like a grain of salt. Like, all right, I'm glad he said something, but I'm going to need my own research for this. I'm going to need, I'm going to need my own perspective because it's, I'm probably going to see it a totally different way. You should just be like, just give me the name. I'll do the rest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> why, why does he, uh, in your opinion, <laughs> why does he censor you? Um, well, I mean, I've been pretty tame tonight, I think, but I, I think now, I think now he, maybe, I, maybe he got me trained. <laughs> <laughs> got you all straight. <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, I'm always here for the joke. I'm always here. And I, I feel like I got a ton of stories that would make great content, but might not exactly be a good look for me to be saying mm. on any given platform, whether it be timing or just dry snitching or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Uh, like, I feel like when you talk to me in an intimate setting, it's like, yo, you should write a book. <laughs> you should have a fucking movie. And it's like, I don't get to say a lot of that shit on camera. Some of it I want to, but some of it's like, ah, you know, Is it because you we got aunties and parents okay. that listen to this. And he wants, for some reason, he wants to make this shit kid for like family friendly. I'm like, no, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird but yeah, and some of the shit he does send to me, I'm like, you really blocked that word out? Like, oh, uh, like, all right. But I feel like he picks and chooses his you know, always room for improvement. Yeah. So you feel like your story is just like put people in compromising positions or not even, I I think sometimes I might just say some wild shit. Like one of our earlier episodes, I compared my oldest son to Hitler, even though I feel like I explained it correctly. He was just like, this might be a problem. And I'm like, but just follow me logically. I got to hear this explanation, bro. (laughs) I'm not the leading. All right. So Hitler, Obviously, I don't agree with Hitler, right? I'm glad we got that off. But the one thing I will say about Hitler was... <laughs> Yo, I can see why. You sound like Kanye, bro. Now, look. Go ahead. Pop okay, on. would you agree that he was an effective leader? Not oh. that he led you to do the right things necessarily, but he was effective in getting people... To do what he wanted? To do what he wanted. Most definitely, yes. That's the only attribute that I... Tied but to why my Hitler, because I'm one, not saying there's because one, it's a, it's a wild, it's a wild thing to say, 
but yeah. it also make but because it puts you when, it, when you say Hitler you go all the way over here like yo what yeah but then when I say what you mean like okay that makes sense and so it kind of gets you in this emotional state where you're you're thrown over here but then you're brought back like okay he's not crazy but he might have said some crazy shit which might be a clip for you right and you're like oh I need to hear what the fuck he means by that and then when you hear it, you're like okay I I guess like that makes sense my question would only be like there's so many other great leaders but then again if you want to like say like people who, there's other great who can leaders. get other people to do shit for them you think like cults so like at right the but, day, but like, that's what i also meant you're too. gonna you're picking like the prime rib of, of cults. but that's what i but that's kind of what i was relating it to i was like my son like he can lead a bunch of people but he be leading them to some bullshit <laughs> like he be leading them astray like you're gonna get in trouble yeah. stop following him please do something do something right but he's like, nah, we getting in trouble today. That's what I meant. All right. But he was just like, oh, fuck, no, we getting canceled. I'm like, calm down and listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, if it works for clickbait, then sure, fuck it, why not? But if, the way you start it, for sure. But that's good pod, ain't it? Yeah, 100%, yeah. I bet you if you clip it, people be like, all right, all right, I might be in on this one. Where's the timestamp on this shit? <laughs> yeah, the beginning was wild of that, but... It- <laughs> It makes, I get what you're saying, but I feel like there's better examples. There might but have been, for, but I also. But for potting, 100, but that's a good, that's there's, a good There's one. other examples, but I also talk off, the, like, even right now, I talk off the top of my head most of the time. Like, he has a bunch of notes in his phone right. that we shared. <laughs> I, I rarely look at them. <laughs> so he'd be like, all right, we doing this. And I'm like, mm, all right, fuck it. Now, maybe in certain aspects, if I looked at the notes before, maybe the show would be a little better in certain topics if I thought on it a little bit more or at least researched depending on what we're talking about. But for the most part, I feel pretty, like, like I'm pretty comfortable. Pop, pop I'm pretty culture. comfortable talking off top of head of the shit that we be talking about. Uh, and yeah, I should, you know, I, I need to do a little bit more and putting into the show <laughs> so we can turn up a little bit more. Do you follow like pop culture? Like my, what I'm leading to is that dude whose girl died. DC young fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you heard about what? Sorry, Azalea Banks said? Yeah, yeah. That bitch is wild, bro. She... I've never liked her. Yeah, but she... If she was like a podcaster... That would be content. It would yeah. be a lot. And and even if half of the views are hate views, she would still be getting numbers. You know what I mean? That's true. So... I actually had a girl on here once. Not that I spe- pe- particularly found her interesting, but I knew a lot of people didn't like her. Right. So and, I, and I had her just because I knew it would like, and sure enough, like <laughs> she was going to work like a, <laughs> like a fucking charm, like a lot of fucking views, but because people, not because they want to care about her. They just don't like her. Right, so they so want to hear what she's going to say. Let me get fired up. Let me get, you know, cause people want to be outraged at something. Yeah. Even if it's just for a little bit, it's like, what do we, I wake up, what are we be mad at today? Even if it's not going to be long term. Yeah. Hence the cancel culture. Do you get, does he tell you when people tell him anything about you? About me? Yeah. Or does he try to protect you? <laughs> like, nah, everybody loves you, Lex. Um, I can't think of any incidents where someone's had like a crazy problem over me. A couple people that remember from that night we went at the podcast meetup? Yeah. People, a couple people knew that I was going to do one with you guys the first time. And they asked me, yeah, yo, how'd it go? Because they thought you were going to like turn up with how you were acting that day. And I was like, I was like, nah, man, they're actually cool as fuck, man. Like, mm. I think we just got like a specific version of them. 
Uh, more mainly you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the, and they mean, thought you were gonna come here and just like pop off, and I was like, nah, he's actually cool peeps, man. It depends on the topics. It depends on you know, I guess my mood. Sometimes the, uh, I guess maybe even the time of day. Like our last episode, I'm not particularly proud of the, because I uh, normally we record in the morning, right? The one you did here? No, no, no I'm talking about like uh, my my you current were, episode yeah, yeah, for yeah. this week. We record on Sunday, but we usually we go in the morning. So sometimes if there's like a late morning thing where we have to go in the afternoon, it kind of throws my energy off. Mm. And so I wasn't. Some shit drains it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I was completely on for, for this pre, for this newest episode. So if, if that is the case for anybody who's listening, my apologies. So I'm, hopefully I can make it up here with you. But yeah, I mean, it, it really depends. I mean, we had a bunch of different people. If it's more like it was just three of us here, I guess the more people, it, like the bigger the group, the more I might be more like ready to pop off. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to kind of like let everybody know I'm here. Let in a room. Yeah, it, it just it depends. Oh, okay. I can be the most laid back, quiet, shy dude, or I can pop off like I pop off on that night. And yeah. it just depends on the setting. What threw me off about your last one because of the whole dude, um, the guy that shot and killed. Um, a girl, her, 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 his girlfriend's, fuck's his name, dude. The football player who is Steve his, McNair. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. No, the the recent guy that shot his girlfriend's brother or brother's friend. Oh, from from this past episode. Yeah, from this yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were like, I don't know. I said something wild. No, you. <laughs> on contrary, you were like, you know, I feel like that was excessive, and I was like, oh, now he doesn't want to shoot people. Early, oh yeah. Early before, if you date his girl, you keep popping off and shit. Oh no, for sure. No, yeah, yeah. But that was a sister. That was a family thing. I just told you about my family. Yeah. Yeah, family's like, hey, I was like, do I really gotta air his shit out? <laughs> But no, no, yeah. If I <laughs> no, I thought you were saying no, yeah, no. If I no, if no, you were the boyfriend, you wouldn't have popped, shot him up. Sound like the boyfriend was defending himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I, I took it as like if you were in his position, no, you but wouldn't I shoot. no, no. I also said that it sounds excessive, but if there's a group of people, I can easily see getting the 37 rounds, especially if you don't know how to shoot. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I was fine with that. He's probably like just no, nah, but for my girl, no, I'm airing everybody. Yeah, fuck all that shit. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to aim. I'm just airing. How big is this drum? Brat. <laughs> Somebody getting hit tonight. Yeah. I saw. Shit. What was that dude's name? Chris Pratt. I saw something he said today that um, dads fantasize about what they would do to people who harm their kids. And I was like, like mainly daughters. No, I don't know. I didn't look in. I just saw okay. the headline. I was like, I kind of feel that. Sometimes you just feel like aggressive. You're like, like, I wish that motherfucker would touch my kids so I could whoop his ass or. Yeah. You know, get the prison shank on them. And it's crazy when you watch parents who don't like in public. Like you, you kind of like, like, oh, if it were me, you don't know who how they oh, are. Yeah, no, nah, but I, a lot of those people also when when the light turn on, they they ain't gonna be about that life. Yeah, it's exactly. all situational. But I just found it interesting. Sometimes I get the get the urge to to turn up, but <laughs> so got to channel it have you ever felt like punching another kid because they hit your kid i, I punch my i want to punch my kids all the time <laughs> especially little hitler <laughs> <laughs> all the time <laughs> Nah, yeah fuck fuck these kids <laughs> i mean that's that's the main saying that's the hashtag of my life you fuck these kids yeah the, the that's funny man because having you, kids was i never you know you grow up you know literature and in school and they it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Like that shit was like, oh, they trying to be like poetic. 
when you become a dad, you're like, that shit make total sense to me. <laughs> this yeah. is the best time of my life, but fuck. <laughs> Y'all bring out the worst to me sometimes, and I just, <laughs> I don't get it. When we pulled up to the airport, these fucking charity or people that want donations, he came up. I had heard him as we were walking by. He was like, you guys want to donate for the kids? And he came up to me. He's like, hey, you look like you like kids. And at first thing I said, I was like, man, fuck these kids. Yeah. And he's like, if that's how you feel, like, yeah. Don't ask me for money. For I'm here to spend money, bro. I'm getting to that point, bro. I'll go for it, man. That's what happens, man. Fucking when you said 8 p.m., I was like, ah, I'm going to try to get through the whole episode. But I'm like a close to a gallon gallon a day guy oh yeah and so the later in the day it gets the more often i gotta pee mm. so when you said 8 p.m i was like fuck I'm i make not. the mistake sometimes before i go to bed i'll chug a, chug a little thing of water and i know in the middle of the night that's just gonna wake me up and shit that'd be the worst feeling too yeah. especially if you work if you wake up like 45 minutes before you're supposed to get up anyway <laughs> and you're like I'm gonna, lay, down, I'm gonna keep like, laying but like damn I can't be really, really comfortable because my bladder's telling me to get up real quick and then you get up and you pee and then you lay down and it don't feel the same yeah I trip out when I wake up like at 3am the witching hour type shit not that I even believe in that but it's just like man the witching hour what kind of spirit you never heard that shit the 3am is the witching hour so if you randomly wake up at 3am it's like you got the spell on you huh no. means you got the spell on you no I just it's like a like the the bad spirits are up at that time. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I used to, I did a few night shifts at Seven Eleven, so I know the the three a.m. spirits that be around. Yeah, those are different though. Yeah, but I don't know about uh, <laughs> those just want money and crack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about inside the home, but yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, I I prefer to work with three a.m. because I'm like, oh, cool. I still got some hours left. I can actually get back to sleep. Okay. I get into like my head because I, be, I we, we like watching like the horror movies like the whole mm. Exorcist and Conjuring and it's like the three M's like a big it's like a it's like a prominent number. Yeah, I'm not big into horror movies uh, mostly because you know the only movie I feel like they're not scary. They they just focus on like suspense and like the they try to they 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 try to make the background music make you jump, but the actual stuff isn't really that scary. The only movie that's ever scared me like for real for real is The Shining. Really? Yeah. I didn't find that one. I was also four. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, that helps. But I've watched it as a grown man to make sure, like, yep, that... Still got you? Trauma, whatever you want to call it, it's still there within me. Damn. I think shit that can be real... Yeah, you know, like, have you, I've, I've enjoyed it better. Like, when Paranormal Activity was brand new, especially because kind of it was, like, yeah, in yeah. Carlsbad or whatever, it took place here, I was like, oh... This seems a little more realistic than, than I so wanted it, to be. So it made it a little creepier than normal, yeah. even if it wasn't like overly scary. But then like all this other shit, I don't know if it's the conjuring or cause I kind of gave up on all that shit. But one of them, it might've been the conjuring. I was like, Oh, this movie's really good. And then at the end, it just totally lost me. I was like, Oh, this shit's fucking stupid. I, the conjuring, I think the con, yeah, you're probably right. Cause in the end was kind of like, it was one of, it was one of those franchises where I watched one of them and I'm like, this ain't bad. And then the last 15, 20 minutes of oh, yeah, it got ridiculous. Fucking stupid. Yeah, for sure. I wonder which one it was. But yeah, like, uh, did you see the movie Megan? The AI doll? No, not like I said, I gave up on that shit. My it's, wife hates that type of shit. So I don't, and I don't really, I'm not going to just watch that shit alone just to do it because it's like, it's probably going to be stupid. Well, it's about an AI doll. 
No, yeah, I remember. I remember like the preview. Okay, shit. so it's like I get so it. My girl wanted to watch it. I was like, "This is like terrifying." She's like, "It's not that scary." It's like, <laughs> this is it's not the movie that's terrifying. Is that this actually could? Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen, bro. It that's is gonna happen. That's scary that we're watching. You it. got you got the the main AI dude from Google stepping Ooh, down oh, yeah, just to be like, "Hey, y'all, I think we should chill. <laughs> we need to chill out. It's too late." It's crazy, man. We what, Terminator Two was what nineteen ninety three. And that's like low key. And it's like it told us, hey, this was gonna happen once you get this technology introduced, and we still were like, so, so and they fucking did it anyway. Nah, we're smarter than that. We'll yeah, figure we'll it out. It. Uh, you know, this is I'm I'm on this uh this is this is the last decade anyway. Nothing <laughs> nothing really matters. Nah, this is it's the last decade. Yeah, for sure. I feel that. I feel like it's the you seen you ain't seen the sun since like April, right? Well, I was in Texas, so I mean, well, I mean like out here, yeah. Like it, I think it, it makes a, all all of May with like no sun. It makes an appearance here and there. I shit, I, appearance is strong, but like this summer about to be hot as fuck. Yeah, hotter than ever. The sun was like, I let y'all chill out. And I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, yo, when I was young, young, I could probably count on my hand how many times it I ever hot? felt triple digits. Yeah. And now that shit's like a five to six week standard in the summer. Yeah. It's just wild as fuck. And y'all just don't care. <laughs> I can only do so much, man. It's not that I don't think it's that people well, yeah, no, people don't care. But also one of those things like it's completely out of our hands. But that's that's the thinking that That got us here. <laughs> it's like, yo, that's the thing that's we don't gotta AI we don't us. gotta cut everything all cold turkey, but if everybody cuts a little bit and everybody does a little bit of moderation, that's gonna be a big thing. Nah. Now, obviously, I know that's a big we ask. We can't even agree on a on a on. Fucking no, no, I understand. It's a big ask, but fuck. When it's something that affects us all, I mean, we did see that with COVID, where people were just like, ah, "Fuck that!" They didn't care. They didn't care then. And I guess it's different because this is kind of like a slow burn, like double entendre. But yeah, we now nah, we getting the fuck out of here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like we might get out of here. Maybe my kids might get out of here kind of uncomfortable. But man. Fucking grandkids better get better love them while they're young because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna get everything the way we, we got it, you know what I mean? I think we were our generation was like the perfect one. Oh, we yeah, got to experience so many different everything. Like, yeah, I talked about this advantages in, in technology and music and everything every time, yeah, yeah, man. It's we got a little bit of everything, we got a little bit of before, a little bit of after. So, when it comes to like survival to fittest, we can adapt a little bit better than others. Yeah. Like we know what it's like to not have cell phones. Like we we are the perfect balance of working smart and hard. Yeah. Where the, the generation after only wants to work smart like you, and be as lazy as possible. And the generation before all they do just wants hard. to be stupid and just like if I work hard enough then it's fine. But hey, if there's a shortcut that makes sense, no fuck that. That's the easy way out. Like, no. Yeah. What are you doing? We're like in that perfect little huh? Yeah. People don't understand it. They want to call us like wise, but it's like, bro. You wouldn't even know what to do without your cell phone where we grew up like that. Yeah, you know, something like when I see people that are like the GPS like needed for the phone. I remember fucking MapQuest. I remember Not even MapQuest. I just feel like Thomas I, Guide. I always paid attention when I was little. So when it came time to drive, it's like I knew where a lot of streets and stuff were anyway. So if you told me, oh, I live over here. I'm like, all right, cool. I can get there. Yeah, eventually I needed MapQuest a little bit for stuff like that. But when it came around like your, your southeast area? and shit yeah. like that, 
And there was all like you a, needed is like a, a a major a landmark a landmark. Yeah, I live by the lemon. Yeah, <laughs> all right, I'm there. Got you. I know exactly where that is. All right, you know, I, yeah, I live by the fucking what you call it. But yeah, nowadays, cause fucking like you ever seen that episode of The Office where um they got the GPS on and, and he runs. It's into telling the water. him yeah, tell him to turn right. <laughs> But they did it's like a it's like a two hundred foot like delay or whatever, so he turns into the lake and yeah. he's like, What are you doing? It's telling me to turn, it's coursing out. He's like, No, yeah. it's telling you to merge. Whole fucking rental car into the fucking lake. Yeah. That's what these kids are. That's what I see when I see the kids that try to tell time on the regular clocks and they can't do it. Like on the like not digital, but the like analog? The, yeah, they can't do it. <laughs> One of these kids said it, oh, it's twelve seventy. Like, does that even make sense? <laughs> He said that shit with no thigh. With, like twelve seventy with gusto. Twelve seventy. <laughs> yeah, me in trouble, man. <laughs> you better hope your watch works forever and shit. Yeah, nah, I don't know, man. Good luck to these. Like you said, man, it's gonna be not the next generation, but the one after that. They in trouble, or it's gonna be the opposite. They figure it out. Try to help. No, the thing is, there's gonna be a section of people that do. Fig- the thing is, the gap between the haves, the have-nots, the nose, and in, not in the nose. It's going to get so much wider, especially with the spread of all this misinformation. That there's going to be people up here that are like, why are you guys so fucking stupid? And the other people are just like, well, my fucking, my aunt posted this article on Facebook that, you know, <laughs> once it gets hotter, I don't be sick no more. And it's like, all right, cool. You do that. So you're just saying like natural selection? <laughs> Some of it's going to be like that, but, but that's kind of hard to say with economical stuff because some people that have that survival instinct that just don't have the opportunities are poorer than the other one they're just poor right yeah. and they don't have the same opportunities to be and what, what we're seeing now is doesn't matter where you live like we live in quote unquote the greatest city ever weather wise we're pretty consistent this this and that but even us the extremes are going to get more extreme so when it is hot it's going to be hotter than it's ever been when it's cold it's colder than we've ever felt and, and earthquake and while that's that while that's like a thing in san diego for those who don't know any better when you go to these other places that got four seasons their shit is like yo when it's snowing it's, it's fucking snowing. snowing and when it's hot it's fucking like 120 and it's so extreme that certain places are just going to be inhabitable and they're going to be pushed out like humans can't live here no more mm. there's not a hvac strong enough to just combat this type of shit and then you're going to start moving in these other areas and then eventually whole sections of the globe are just going to be like and it might not be in north america it's going to start in a different part of the world but eventually it's like yo people can't live here you know adaptation and evolution's a thing but when it's happening that rapidly people aren't going to be able to Adapt. get there quick enough before they just die out and then that's where it's like, all right, we're at the point where like the dinosaurs, that was an act of God. We're just pissing mother nature off. And she's like, all right, I got to get y'all out of here. <laughs> yeah, y'all fucking bugging. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of y'all. That's what I think Kobe was. I think mother was like, I, I need to guess. I need to clear out some of y'all motherfuckers. Y'all taking up too much space. Like there's that whole conspiracy theory of like the government with population control. And while I don't, I can understand lot. Okay. I don't believe it, but I also understand logically like, I don't know if I'm totally against that. We got to get some of these motherfuckers out of here, dog. <laughs> now, I think a lot of the people that would go probably don't deserve it. 
But there's certain people that probably wouldn't go, but I'm like, hey, you know, if can there was a trade? pot, <laughs> we could trade. Yeah, if we could do a draft. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's there's a section of people I'm like, I'll give you four of these. Just give yeah. me that, that one. That's like, how it, probably how you felt about the, the bully in your apartments. Like, hey, we ain't missing them, right? <laughs> like, they're not really... <laughs> We're not, they're not really contributing the way we need them to. Yeah. And there was really just, there's only so space. many resources to go around. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I really thought that's what COVID was, whether it feels man-made or naturally made or whatever. I thought I was like, the earth is just sick of us, man. And it's going to clear out who, unfortunately, some people didn't, you know, like you feel bad because some people lost their loved ones, but the earth is like, to me, I don't, none of you matter. So I'm just going to randomly. Right. As, as like one of the resident earthmen of the people, like that's who I am. Like climate is a big thing for me. So it's something that is constantly on my mind. You know, I, I recycle properly. I compost. I run my appliances between midnight and noon. A lot of the moves I make are like very conscious. And so because I'm kind of over the top with it or above average, I do get kind of frustrated with the average person. Mm. Even I'm like, all right, maybe they just don't know or maybe whatever. But it's like, I kind of look at it like, damn, like I did all I, like I go to sleep at night. Like, hey, you know what? I do everything I can. And that's why I'm like, yo, it's the last decade. It is what it is. I'm not going to change how I move. I'm going to still do my part. <laughs> but I, I know as a single individual, I ain't doing shit. But then part of me, like the cynical part's like, we deserve this shit. Because y'all <laughs> yeah. act the way y'all act. And y'all don't listen to nobody. Yeah, you know what? Even though I gotta go too, we deserve that yeah. shit. That's true. That's how I feel about that in general, man. Like we deserve it. I saw somebody send me a meme, and they're like, "This is you." It's like when shit bad shit happens to me, I just be like, "Karma," and then keep going about my day. And that's exactly how I move, man. Whenever shit goes wrong, I'm like, "Fuck it, I probably deserve that." I'm gonna keep pushing though. I mean, I mean that's a good way to look at it, I guess. You know, because you're not not too hung up on the negative thing that just happened. You're just like, hey, I deserved it. Now let me go forward and try to be a little better. Even if I did, it's just like, that's great. I'm going to take this L and try to, you know, make the rest of the day be a W. Learning, learning how to eat your L's. If, if everybody could do that, it would take them so much further in life. It's a hard thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But if you look at each L as, I mean, you, you kind of look at it as like just a thing that happened. And you just push it out of your mind. And that's something that I don't think the average person can do, but it's great for your mental. Yeah. But going a step further, if you can take that L and then dissect it, not to stay, not to dwell on it, but to just learn from it and then yeah. take, take from it what you need. So it's not really an L, it's more of an ex- learning experience and yeah. then keep it pushing. Well, I don't take it as, I don't, when I say L, I never mean loss. <laughs> I mean lesson. Ooh, look at you. Yeah, so to me, it's not a loss, it's a lesson. Because I'm sure, like, there's a reason why I learned it. Like, I, that had to happen for me to understand something that's going to come up. That's, right. that's hey, how I look at these L's. You ready to get married? <laughs> <laughs> I better be after fucking that's, nine I mean, that's a hard it. thing to get to. And then, you know, a lot of people don't ever get to that point. Yeah, I get frustrated with people when you try to tell them, like, Everything happens for a reason. They hate that. Like, because in, in it's the cliche. Moment, yeah, it's a cliche statement. If you explain it further and use different language, maybe they can get there. But also the emotion of whatever is happening at that exact moment. You tell them you come here with like some fi- Instagram fucking. Oh, no, for sure. They're, they don't want to hear that. shit. Well, you know why? Because they're in the moment. And the when moment, you say yeah. the reason that involves time yeah. and hindsight and obviously they're not there yet and it's going to take a minute to get there and they ain't trying to hear that shit. So 
you got to save that cliche statement for when they're past it and then the good part like hey remember that now look, everything look happens what, for a reason came out and then it, they won't yeah. look at it as such a cliche no more they'll yeah. be like hey you know what i totally get that now you can't just hit them like boom tragic moment you're all like hey i mean at the moment everything happens for in the moment like you're like what else can i do right now i'm just trying to give you peace positive energy and that's just kind of what comes out it just you know in the moment you got to realize like no matter what i say to this person it's probably not gonna work yeah but let me say it just so i know i said it So in the in the future I'm gonna be like, hey, remember I said that shit? And they look at you like, shut the fuck up. You're like, you're right, you're right, you got it. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, you're right. All right, my bad. <laughs> we ain't there yet. I'll remind you next week. We ain't there yet. <laughs> Hopefully I'm wrong. But you know, <laughs> right. see me when you see me. Shit. Well, let's wrap it up, Legs. Hit him up. Just Lex on Instagram. 619. Oh, my bad. I think there's an underscore two under there. Just Lex 619 underscores somewhere in between. <laughs> Part of the you wasn't outside podcast. I only check my Instagram once a day. So if 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 I'm slow to to respond, it's because my notifications aren't on. If you, I was like, oh, Lex is too good for this. Combo. No, no, not at all. Especially if you say something like negative towards Carl, I'm probably gonna like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> probably put the exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, like facts. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm glad somebody's like when people when people get on us on the on the group page and they'll be like. Carl tripping, blah blah blah. I'm like, I that's how I know. Like, all right, I know I'm not tripping. You know, it's not you. Like, I yeah. know, like, everybody has their own perspective, but I'd like to think when I'm the most objective and like logical, I would like to think the majority of people might stand with me, assuming I'm confident in what I'm saying and I know what I'm talking about. And so when I get that validation, I'm like, all right, cool. I know I ain't bugging. So anytime we have the weed of people segment. Y'all are, please participate because that's usually when I shine the most. Because that's usually when he says some wild shit. I'm like, come on, dog. Well, I appreciate you coming out, Legs. What a little combo, man. You, we yelled at each other for a little bit about Ice Cube because he's trash, but at the end of the day, you agreed. I'll just leave it at right. that. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, no, we're not going to say I agree. All right, everybody. Listen, <laughs> listen to the earlier part. Don't. I'm going to cut All right, y'all. Holla at me. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You looking for me, you can find me at the spot. Chopping it up with Jonah. We talking about what's hot on the block. Up in Dago, man, we bumping. Uh. Keeping it confidential, you know this how we coming. We ain't front. Uh. Looking for that real, better tune in and stick by. Put on for the city every time that I dip by. Uh. Getting to that gritty every time that we sit down. Promise you it's real every time that I get round. Come on. <laughs> Been in the field playing, we working.